three, two, one. Happy New Year. Halfway through the month, it's the Good to See You podcast. I'm Harrison. I'm Meg. And this week we are talking to Sean Watkinson. He is an actor, adventurer, all around good guy. And uh, it was so fun to have him on the podcast. And he's in, he was in town. And so we got to record and hang out in person. And I think we have a, a fun little time. And mm-hmm. this is our, consider this our state of the union address. Uh, we yeah, kind we of really, cover we, all we, things. Just a preface. We do talk about COVID, I think, either up top or midway through for a, a bit. And it's not a lot. It's not a significant portion, but it is relevant to what the hell's going on. <laughs> but I know you will have a blast with us. And yes. enjoy. Woke up this morning, didn't know what to do. So I looked around, then I saw you. Yeah, it's good to see you. They tried to come once, but it was during our shutdown. Uh-huh. And so he was like, oh, you guys extended though? And I was like, yeah. So he's coming down. He's on a train right now. Aww. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's very, nice. very cool. Yeah. So Have I'm you gonna... seen him since you left? Since I left? No. No. Since Halloween. Okay. So you've been down here since Halloween. Yeah. I got here on Halloween. Oh, cool. What a way to arrive. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> Were people, what, did you see anybody dressed up on the trains and shit? No, I drove myself down. Oh, you drove yourself down. Yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. Of course. Of course. I was, I was bougie like that. My mom came and picked me up. Oh, my mommy car in the city. That's you know, no car in the city. We do as a family. Okay. My siblings. siblings I have all my siblings up there. Yeah, yeah. So I have all my siblings up there, and so we have a car so that we could come down here to see my family at times. Hey. Uh huh. In the in that clicker. Hey, that's very very smart. It's okay. You can also lift this one like this a little bit. There you go. Oh, and that's in my clicker now. Yeah, they're right in the clicker. Oh, fierce. (laughs) <laughs> I love this. This is so cool. It is cool. It's. It is. I feel cool. like I'm on um armchair expert. That's hey, good. Listen I have the couch. The couch. Oh, yeah. Like. Uh-huh. There's a couch. There's yeah. There's chairs. There's, house, there's, there's a couch. There's, there's microphones. There's a couch. Like it's a podcast. I love it. It's so cool. Have you ever been on a podcast? Before? Yeah. Have you done this yet? Because I feel like everybody started a pandemic podcast, and I feel I do feel brave that we have continued on many have fallen many have many fallen. a pandemic pod have fallen i was on one pandemic pod that has fallen okay but it was a it was a it, hold on how do i describe and this? shout out to our comrades our falling comrades <laughs> <laughs> it was a um it was an improv musical podcast oh cool oh, so uh, my friend noah shout out noah it was a great podcast shout out shout um, out he uh, he would write music without any lyrics and then you would get into the podcast and you talk for a few minutes and mm-hmm. then from what the conversation was you would start a storyline and he would start one of the songs and then people would and you just start oh, singing shit. away oh my gosh wow how fun and that it was really it was a lot of fun what did you all sing about what was your what was your musical about um we actually did so because it was a close friend of mine, we did his first practice round. Okay. And our practice round was incredible because we knew it wasn't going to be aired. Mm. So we did not care what we talked about. And yeah. we did a, a Ronald McDonald um, and what's the, uh, what's the big purple guy? 
Oh, Grimace. Grimace. We did a Ronald McDonald wow. Grimace in prison musical. Amazing. Ooh. And Ron and Grim go to prison. Go to prison. Go to prison. <laughs> Ron and Jim. Um, and it was really. I loved that one. Our next one was about uh, like a soccer team, uh, like a, a children's soccer team, and like the drama on the on the team. Ooh, kind of wolves esque. Kind of wolves esque. Kind of wolves esque. Okay. okay. Um, but but I liked our first one the most. It was. That's funny. They had to break out by like. By like going to the going to the like the infirmary downstairs, so like we had to get in a fight, and then like it was it was a whole ordeal. It was oh my fun. Gosh, that's wild. That I is have wild. to listen. What's it called? It's called Picnic. 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 All right. An improvised musical. Okay. Limited series. Limited, limited series. Limited series. Podcast. Exactly. There and it was always go. actually planned to be a limited series. Okay. But we didn't know if there was going to be a season two. Uh huh. There has not been yet, but. Wait for season two. Yeah, it could be yes. fine. Wait for season two. Hey, check it out. <laughs> Did you spend the whole? pandemic in new york um i did about i did the first two months in new york and then i came home for like the summer months i came home like mid mid june through august and then i i was part of that that cult group that um got a van and drove around the country. I wanted to talk to you about this, about your, about your journey. Yes. So uh-huh. I, I took like a 40 day trip of left and left from New York. Um, drove for a few days with my friend who's no drove for a few days with Noah mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. started the podcast and then dropped him off in Michigan. Okay. And then I continued for a few days by myself and then picked up my friend Ian, who is coming to see the show tonight. Who's, Who's on his train here right now? Okay. Um, and then we spent the next thirty-three days driving across the country, and we ended in LA. Wow. It was pretty magical. We like slept in the van on a pull-out bed for mm-hmm. for. Thir- it's one of those vans that was designed like for this kind of thing. Yes, it was a van that was okay, designed cool. like for this. So it had like so it had our two chairs in the front, and then it had like a little storage box and then it had a couch that would like fold out and then have like a little cushion you put on it to make it a full bed Mm -hmm. okay and and it was just like yeah we like we shared a bed for like 33 days wow in a van smelly covered in Mm -hmm. sand like covered in like like oh is the worst and the best thing ever yeah well i'm gonna ask like highs and lows what were the highs and lows um highs so we went to this place called the Great Sand Dunes in Colorado. Okay. This place is otherworldly. Okay. I felt like I was on another planet. Mm-hmm. Like you get out into the so we did like this, like we did a six mile hike into the dunes. Mm-hmm. So by the time we got there, we were like completely surrounded by sand in like 900 feet high mountains. Oh my gosh. Wow, wow, wow. And we just like set up a set up a tent and like camped out there for the night. Mm. And it was the most unbelievable like the hike up was like you'd like take a step and your foot would sink like 2 feet and you'd mm. like take another step and your foot would sink 2 feet and it was like the hardest hike I've ever done in my entire life and then you just like got to this truly just like vast sand planet. Mm. I felt like I was on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. It was per- like, it was, oh my gosh, it was incredible. Um, that was one of my highs. It was tr- truly the best place we could have ever gone. Um, my lows were, we watched the first presidential uh, 
debate uh-huh. in in the in the van, mm. and we have never been so so stressed and so scared right yeah. in our entire yeah. lives. Yeah. Uh-huh. We were like, let's never leave the van. Let's 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 escape. Let's drop just the grid now. let's I'm, just drop I, off burn <laughs> our socials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like so we watched. Yeah, we watched we watched that in the van, and it was rough. Um, probably my other lows were just like we could we had to like. We couldn't shower unless we were at a specific campsite that had sh- that had showers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we went like probably like four or five days of like hiking with no sh- showers. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and, and so it that, was in the summer months or in the like end of summer. It was. It was like September. September to November. So it was still kind of hot. Still hot. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So it was still like a little sweaty. Still Especially like out west. Yeah. yeah hell yeah. 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 It was. It was still pretty. And cold as hell at night, I bet, right? And freezing. Yeah. There's just like no, there's just like no no rest from any of it. No. And so we like bundle up. Oh my God. Actually, he's going to hate me for saying this. The the real low of the trip was um, EB, Ian, I call him EB. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He wears contacts, but he wears daily contacts. Mm. So he has new ones every day. Right. So that means he gets rid of his contacts every night. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the, he's going to hate me for this. He, what he does with his contacts though, when he takes them out is he does nothing with them. Mm. He just takes them out. And as if they were like a booger, he just like flicks them. (laughs) (laughs) So I like wake up in bed with like scratches from crusty contacts. And I was like, Evie, you can't just chuck your contacts into bed with us. Is this sand or is this fucking contact? It was the, that was the low. That was the low. Um, How much of it was like improv versus planned out? Like how much was, how much percentage wise spontaneity versus pre-planned? We did, so we had our itinerary of places we were going. Okay. We didn't have an itinerary of what we were doing at those places. Okay. Okay. Since we knew we only had the van for 40 days, we knew that we wanted to hit A, B, C, D, E. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had to make sure that we left on a certain day to make sure that we made it there by a certain day. Mm-hmm. But the things we did there were sometimes we thought that we'd like wake up and go for a hike or we'd like go and we'd see these sites. And then we would just do nothing. Like yeah. we would actually just like set up camp and like read a book and sit. Yeah. And which was also beautiful. Yeah. Right. Of course. Right. Which was like why we ch- hopefully tried to set it up that way. But um, but yeah, it was like probably a a forty sixty planned to spontaneous. That's uh, yeah. that seems perfect. Yeah, that makes that about seems sense. Perfect. Yeah, and it also makes sense for how much like shit you encounter just on the road naturally. And we didn't know anything about where yeah, we were right. going mm-hmm. it's like all oh, you need that time anyway you need like 40 percent of your time free to figure out what the yes. fuck is going mm-hmm. on yeah mm-hmm. i thought from your social media that you were walking for most of it and i thought someone was following you in a van i thought you had some kind of like true spiritual awakening and you were like pulling a mike posner <laughs> where you were I... fucking just gonna walk across the country and i was like this oh man is gosh. hard man oh, this man no. like i'm so sad that i ruined that for, <laughs> no, for you all good because that but... would have been what i want that's what i want everyone to think i did i well i absolutely <laughs> did think you fucking did that because that is because well, like you walk, most of the pictures were like you walking, yeah. and then mm-hmm. it would be like, 
Yeah, there was yeah almost no, no, totally. Like, yeah. I didn't take any pictures of me <laughs> in the van. No, no. I just assumed that someone was following <laughs> you, like, to make sure you didn't get eaten by fucking coyotes or something. Or, like, What if I quicksand. walked across the country? Dude, what if you walked across the country? That, But it also is not out of character for you for some reason. Like, it fit in the profile, like, perfectly for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, Walk he's having his Mike Posner moment. Like, <laughs> he's completely MPing. I wish... I, okay, next pandemic... Next pandemic. Next pandemic, <laughs> I am walking across the country. Don't even say that. Like I literally <laughs> saw some tweet on like the first day of the of New Year's that was like there's like this blind woman who claims to have ESP and she claims to have predicted 9/11 and like the capture of Bin Laden and all this stuff. And Did she? And uh, Did she predict these she, things? She I mean she said them before they happened, but like, you know, I didn't I didn't, you know, expound much upon the article. But she did say that there's gonna be some kind of permafrost released um virus this year, which is like the big scary thing. Like, permafrost release means that like they're in the ice like caps. Either, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then because when, everything's melting, it's correct. being released. That's a perfect thank you for clarifying. I did not know. I was no. That, that, that was that's a like a fantastic, perfect clarification. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like thousands and thousands of year old. Some of the millions that have been frozen in, like the the, ice the caps. Decepticons. Yeah, it, actually, kind of exactly like the <laughs> Decepticons. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, terrifying. That's and terrifying. that is terrifying. But yep. there will be no other pandemic because we're gonna live in denial. Live in denial. I choose to live in denial. Um, I feel like a road trip is not everybody's cup of tea. Like forty days in the car. I, yeah. I, w- I feel like I w- I would like a road trip. I think that sounds appealing. I would like to drive across the country. But what is your like? Do you podcast? Do you listen to things? Do, to songs? Do you talk? Did you have like listening goals? Um, interesting. Um, oh, okay. So, I would say we listened primarily to music. Okay. Um, it changed drastically. We, we often went for like Spotify's, like when we were like in an area, Uh if we were like in the desert, if we were in the desert, we'd go to like a Spotify desert playlist. (laughs) Okay, cool. And we'd like see what was like... Like fit the vibe of yeah, yeah. of the scenery, uh-huh. and like when we were like in the mountains, we'd find like like a folk mountain playlist, uh-huh. and we just like listen oh, to fun. things that like because we very quickly went through all of our music. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, we found that driving eighteen hours to Florida in a straight shot. We were like, uh, does anybody know any fucking songs? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, I played every album I listened to in middle school, high Twice. school, college. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, it's only been six hours. Right. And when you're having to like, yeah, yeah. And when you're having to cater to not just your own taste, it's, you know, I don't know. I feel like that can be, no, it can, it's very things hard. get old yeah. quick. You know, I could listen to some things like on repeat for, for six, six times, but yeah. I'm not going to subject everybody in the car. No. That. Yeah. No. And we were lucky because in the very middle of our trip, we picked up two friends uh-huh. who met us in Colorado. Okay. And then we did like a weekend with with them camping, and then left them again. So That's we had a, a a little hiatus, because switch in the vibe. Because uh-huh. we also like definitely got on each other's nerves. Totally, sure. Yeah. Like that is a that is a long time to have no no space. Yeah, yeah, at all. And so it was nice to have like a little relief of only entertaining each other, and and so like it was yeah we had new music we had new vibe like it was it was a much needed little intermission. Um, but yeah, we listened to a lot of music, a lot of music we did not know. Um, I love revisionist history. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh Revisionist history Gladwell yes. is, I could listen to Malcolm Gladwell do anything forever. I've read every book. I've, I've listened to all the podcasts. He's, he's the one. He's the one. Uh-huh. Yeah, that brain, that is that the brain one. That's the is, singular brain I care about, yeah. Is, is everything to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't like to read ever. And then I read Tipping Point, and I was like, give me every Malcolm Gladwell mm-hmm. you have. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's your favorite one? Um, my favorite one is probably Outliers. It's, it's about things that, oh no. So Tipping Point was my first. Outliers is, yeah, Outliers is probably my, my favorite. Um, it's about defining success. Yes. And it's about people that are, that achieve yeah, I'm trying to differentiate the books in my head right yeah. now. I'm like, yeah. I don't really know That's which the success right. one. Outliers is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Blink. Blink is no, the, like, is Blink is made about overachievers. Blink is the, like, trust your subconscious. It knows more than, like, you don't need to, like, try to reason through your gut. That's the the one that starts with the artists. Uh Yes, thank you. Thank you. That is, you're right. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Probably Outliers. I don't even know which one that was. But that's in my, like, list in my head. I've always put that one at the top. But I couldn't even tell you why. Because I don't know which, which book that is. He's talking about, like... Bill Gates, like all everybody is a product of circumstance, and like you, yes, and, and they like, talk about the David and Goliath. Yes, that's where the David and Goliath story comes from, uh-huh. and why David was always set to win from the beginning, even though everyone assumed Goliath was was going to win. Right. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's he's incredible. Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell, if you hear this. I, I, I have a cool brain, too. Let's chat. <laughs> I have a cool brain. <laughs> Let's chat. <laughs> I have a cool brain. <laughs> he just put out some, like, new, uh, I don't know if it's a podcast or, like, an audio book or something, but it's, like, Conversations with Paul Simon. Whoa. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to listening to that. He just did this, he just did this new movie where he is just narrating the whole movie. I've kind of put it off because I didn't want to watch it in quarantine because mm-hmm. I knew it was going to just like blur over and all the other things I watched in, in quarantine. Mm-hmm. But it's about, it's about a book that was banned and why it was banned. Mm. It'll come back to me. Okay. Okay. What are some things that, what are some yeah. other things you watched? It were like the best like highlights. You're of a big you content watched. consumer. I'm a big content consumer. Uh-huh. Um, which has its pros and cons. Uh-huh. Because of how much I do consume, uh-huh. some of it just gets left in in yeah, in, of in the, the, in the yeah, yeah. In the just yeah. like it happened, I I I I took it in and I let it go. Yeah. yeah. Um Don't Look Up, if you haven't seen it. Sure. Is incredible. It. Yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. I, it's just, I liked it. I liked it. I, I like Vice more personally, which is his other movie. If you haven't seen, I it. haven't seen it yet. Fucking amazing movie about Dick Cheney and about how Dick Cheney basically ran the U.S. and it's Christian Bale, and oh, I think a lot of shit. people didn't see it. I it's have never very heard of it. funny. No, I, it's I, very good. When you said Vice, I was thinking like Vice TV, and I was like, no, Fierce. no, no. No, it's uh, it's um it's um no. I actually you know, you know that movie you're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about this TV documentary show. <laughs> um. No, but yeah, Don't Look Up was good. I, I, going back, like revisiting the older ones, like I watched some of Big Short the other day, which I think holds up pretty yep, awesome. Totally. And yeah, it's, a, it's like his movie he did in between Big Short and, um, oh, and wow. Look Up. I can't believe I never even heard about it. It's him, it's Sam Rockwell. Uh, I love Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Adams, Jesse Plemons, like All just stars. hitters. Yeah. Whoa. 
Okay, so don't look up. We like don't look up a lot. Love don't look up. Um, I just watched Encanto yesterday, not two days ago. Oh, how oh, was that? It's yeah. so good. Yeah, people yeah. are loving that. People are it's, loving that. It's a great little. It's a great Pixar film. Uh huh. They 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 really kind of don't miss. They I mean, don't miss. And the thing is, like, that's hard about those movies is they can sometimes be a labor because they do fuck you up afterwards. Like Coco is like. A <laughs> Coco tough is hands watch. down like. Coco is the one. And I will say, Might like, be a top ten movie for me. Mm. After time has, yeah. Every time I watch it, I get devastated. I think and about with, the music a lot. Yeah, with yeah. the twists too. Like, you think that you see everything coming. Coco really. Uh oh. No, it's good. You weren't knocking. You didn't. You didn't talk towards the towards the click. click. Yeah. No, I just was confused as to why it was picking everybody else up very strong. Yours was coming in just under us, but we're all at the same level. But now I fixed it. Okay. Good. He even said, nice talk to the click. I know. Hey, it's I okay. <laughs> it's not like we've been doing the podcast for like yeah. a year and a half or anything. <laughs> but we, this is like the fourth in-person one we've done, maybe. Fifth or fifth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You had to do them over Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time. Which is good. Which is cool because we get to talk to people that like normally... You wouldn't be able to. Wouldn't be yeah, able to. exactly. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, Pixar. Sorry, brief interlude. No, that, loved that, Soul too. So, yeah, Soul was, was a good, good movie, one. but I thought Coco like made the point of Soul better than Soul did. I think what Soul did was Soul made their first Pixar for adults. Yeah, that is a that is an adult mm, movie. Okay, yeah. It it was like it was really mature and just like like the final scene. Yeah, he is sitting at that piano, ready to die. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, ready to just, like, let his life go. Right. Which is not for children. And I also feel like they were talking about some really kind of abstract things. Like, talking about flow. Like, if a, if you're trying to explain, like, you know, when people are in a flow state, that I'm like, okay, I know what that is. And right. Yeah. I did not no, when, I was, when right, I was eight. Right. Or I probably I would, didn't even know until feel... I was 15 or 16, maybe even in my early 20s. Like, right. Yeah. Flow and, to me in high school was, like, my hair. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, like, for a kid, because so much of the movie is abstract, they might, like, understand that as being some sort of abstract concept or something that Pixar has created rather than like, no, this is just the abstract representation of something that like Already actually exists. does exist. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't know. Okay, so, so in Canto. Yeah. I watched, yeah. I watched in Canto. I watched, I also love like, like series, not like a TV s- series, but like I watched all the trans trans, Formers over again. Okay. 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 Like I love a franchise. I love a franchise. a franchise. I love a franchise. Yeah. I love. I love getting to know the characters and then mm-hmm. watching them over twelve hours. Okay. Right. Okay. 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 Does that like, translate to TV for you at all? It definitely translates to TV. Yeah. I will watch. What are you on right now? What's the What's the best like TV thing you've been watching? Do you have a show right now that you're kind of like is a go to maybe? Um, I just did Cowboy Bebop. Ooh, fun. Uh-huh. Was it Mason? fun? Which was really fun. Mason, yeah, of course. Which I then followed it up with the live-action Cowboy Bebop that I did not know existed when I started the first one. Oh, So it was really cool. And it's cool because the first episodes are, like, shot for shot the same Mm. thing. That's sick. And it was really cool. I was like, oh, wow, they are really just, like, making this into a live-action series. Uh And it was, yeah, it was... It was. I actually didn't like the live action one as much as the animated one. Sure, but that's odd. That's often how I feel. I. Well, I'm it's an, hard to to hit an original too. Like, yes, it's hard to like 
when someone has the original idea, it's really hard to replicate that very well. I mean, I heard West Side is an amazing like oh, version of yeah, that. Yeah, I thought it was like, I thought it was incredible. In but in this instance, it's like it's very fucking hard to do that kind of stuff. Disney has not been able to do it well. No. No. No, yeah, they are they are swinging a miss. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> yeah. I did see West Side. Did you enjoy and it? And I loved it. Yeah, I'm ex- I need to see it. I have not mm. been. I, I was too like worried about the COVID stuff initially because everybody was getting sick around me. And I feel yeah. bad for them because that sucks for them mm-hmm. because they went straight to theaters and theaters only. And then right away, everyone just got, got COVID yeah. again. Yep. Except for the Spider-Man fans. Except for the Spider-Man fans. <laughs> well, you're immune, actually, if yeah. you watch Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I loved West Side. Cool. I thought that there was aspects of it that, that the stage version um uh, like i think that the emotional impact it has on a viewer was less impactful watching it on screen which i think is very which is very normal for things going from stage to screen like Mm -hmm. being there in person is is very emotional already like just you like you're there with them you can see them sweating you can see like it's it's really visceral yeah I think that we lost we lost a little bit of the emotional impact, um, but I think that they that they gave you every background you could ever ask for yeah. for any character. Cool. They like they went deeper in the movie than like than they can in the show, and they answered every question you could possibly have, mm-hmm. which was which was awesome. And the dancing was incredible, and like yeah, and still still right with West Side, like still Jerome Robbins, like still. It was, yeah, it was, it was really incredible. Yeah. Hell yeah. Epic. It was epic. Yeah. Um, okay. So briefly we talked about your siblings all living in New York before. Everybody does theater? Um, my oldest brother does theater. Okay. My second oldest brother, the brother after that is not in theater. Okay. Um, he still loves to sing. He is a singer at heart. Okay. Um, but he does not perform anymore. He has a real job, makes real money. Amen. We are very jealous. Love it, yeah. love it. Um, my sister um, works on the other side of the table. She is a, an agent, an, an artist's agent. Okay. Cool. Um, cool. And then there's me, also an actor. Uh-huh. So, and was that always the case? Like everybody was kind of doing yeah, singing, growing theater or something? Growing up, I'm assuming because, because Ryan was the oldest and started doing theater we all just kind of followed in his footsteps of like also doing theater Mm -hmm. and it was also because he also played hockey so like there was never there was never a choice so like ryan and and Corey both played hockey both did theater both like did whatever they wanted to do ryan went to school for for theater Corey went to school and played hockey so it was like very much just like whatever you wanted in your life We'll try to make that happen. Cool. And it just so happened that we got the theater bug. We got bit. Yeah. Yeah. We got bit and I feel bad for my parents, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not very often you get them all in one, under one roof. No. You get that many. No. No. Yeah. Now we, we all live in New York, but Ryan goes back and forth between LA now. And so like, so it's, yeah, it's, it's nice when we all get together. We sadly had COVID over the holidays. Everybody oh. did? My brother and I did. Oh. Ryan and I both had COVID yeah. over the holidays. So everybody stayed in their respective homes. Mm-hmm. And we had like a Zoom 
present like Merry Christmas. Yeah. And we do secrets at Santa. Oh, cool. Which cool, is cool, fun. Cool. So yeah. like, so like I had I had my mom and like everyone just has one person so that you know that that person just gets taken care of instead yes. of like. Instead of my sister just getting everything because everyone has an idea for my sister and nobody has an idea for Corey. Uh-huh. It's just uh-huh. like everyone just gets to think really well about one person. That's very smart. Yeah. yeah. It's, we started about like five years ago and I've only gotten a parent <laughs> for five years now. I have switched between my mom and my dad for five years. Damn. Are you getting bored? I'm getting so bored. And parents are hard because they're like, I don't want anything. And they don't need need anything. anything. I don't need anything. They don't need anything. Like I got like, I don't even, I got my mom like, I got my mom like a new scanner for her pictures, which is incredible Uh because she needed it. Uh And she didn't even know she needed it. But like I got it for her. And then like three days later, she was like, can you set up my scanner? Like it doesn't work and I can't figure it out. And I was like, no, mom. I can't. <laughs> yeah, insulation not included. <laughs> insulation absolutely like, not included. But like, yeah, like I like, like thinking for my thinking presents for my dad. That's like three years worth of thoughts. No, yeah, there comes a, mm. there comes a time where I, I feel like men just like stop and having like things they like, like like to. You're like, oh, very, it's very yeah, hard to shop. You don't get you new interests, interests every year. I know. Yeah, you're like you had the same interests for thirty years. <laughs> I can't fucking like <laughs> you already bought yourself everything related right. to this interest. And now what I get you is just like extra things. And you don't want to just buy people extra things. Uh-huh. I know. Uh-huh. Like what a waste. Yeah. Yep. So like, yeah, so now we just like we think about one person. Hopefully next year I'll be able to think about somebody else. <laughs> but but we'll find out. Have you had uh, different people almost every year? Or have you had repeating people like um, that have had you? That have had me. It has, yeah, actually, yes, I've had. You might need to use a new Secret Santa, like, name A new app, thing. yeah. New- yeah. <laughs> I have had, I've had, both my brothers have had me twice, and then my, no, just my, 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 my two brothers have switched off. This algorithm must favor to go, like, one of three ways with your collection of, like, names and emails. And my something. dad always gets my sister, so my sister always wins Christmas. Mm. Yeah, of course. Because like, daddy's little princess, just like <laughs> yeah, only girl situation. Only girl situation. Uh, yeah, no, it is, it is. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to actually do it by hand the next time. <laughs> yeah, yes, you really do drawing. bowl in hand. Bowl, yeah, uh-huh. old school. Uh huh. I'm gonna hit this. If you'd like to hit this, you're welcome to as well. If you like I will. Thank okay, you. Cool. Yeah, you know. I, t- I think a lot of people uh, got COVID from smoking weed and shit with each other. I like. I definitely thought that I should have had it because Taylor and John. I mean, John had it. We smoked, and Taylor had it. Mm-hmm. Neo in the motherfucking Matrix. That's me, Mio. <laughs> Every time I get a, a negative test, I I praise God. I mean, I don't know how you've have you ever gotten COVID. I don't know how you did it. Yeah, well, me either. We're invincible. Theory. We are a little invincible. You never I, got it either? Yeah. Never, never. I, have I thought I was going to bypass it. Well, I have a theory that I was in New York on the, on the like 11th of January? Of March. Of, oh, of when 2020. It of when shit was like right. hell levels. And I was not, I mean, I was, I had like. You were in New York to see people. 
So you like went out and saw people. Yeah, and I like was in room. I mean, I was on public transportation. You know, I was just like doing the doing New, York New York thing, no mask, because it yeah. was still pretty early when it was like, oh, just like don't come from China or whatever. Like that was the only thing we knew about it. That was like, all they we said. knew. They, that was all they, we knew. Public facing, like the only thing they had said. Horribly. Which is so fucked up and weird. Horribly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, should be addended. Like that was like an it was called the China virus. Yeah, it was fucked. And that's all they basically said. And they were like, they were like, it's not a problem. Like, just don't travel internationally or whatever. And then I went up and then I swear to God, it was like I was coming back on the train and everything was closing down. Yep. Oh, and I was sick for like two or three weeks after that. Not bad, but I had like a cold, like. He he had COVID. I think I had fucking COVID. COVID. I didn't lose my sense of smell or anything. And like. Thank God. Yeah, and I think I just, like, got lucky and, like, got a little bit sick from it early on, and I've gone on my boosters and vaxes, like, as soon as I could, so, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing, it's, like, with this last window, if I'd gotten boosted a week later... You would've gotten it. I'm convinced I would've gotten yeah. it, because I got it two weeks before I got exposed, whap, 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 and I, you, too, you were had a while, right, on your booster? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. eight weeks out. Yeah, exactly, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think oh, that, yeah. like, the booster timing thing is a weird... I got boosted on Tuesday. You did this week? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a weird timing thing because, like, you know, I have friends who tested positive that, like, got their booster the week uh, earlier in the week before they got sick and still got it because it didn't have long enough to, Jimmy got COVID and the booster on the same day. Yeah. Well, it's the... uh, My roommate is a med student. Shout out to Abby. And uh, she said that it's with the antibodies. It's the vaccines giving you antibodies, but it takes, you know, a few days, weeks, whatever, to be able to, like, give you enough to fight anything off or, like, recognize it as foe instead of friend. And I also think, like, there's a possibility that, like, I got exposed to it, but my antibodies have such high antibodies I'm not testing positive. I haven't, like, tested positive, you know? Because, like... I know the headaches were, like, a big thing. And, like, after I got exposed, I had, like, a headache. But I took, like, four did, or did five tests. Did you have body tests. aches? No, I didn't have body aches. Mm, that was the worst thing about it. Mm. Yeah. That was, because that was the only thing for, for me that, like, lasted. Mm-hmm. I had one day of, like, utter misery where I, like, for, like, 15 hours was just, like, couldn't look at my phone, couldn't look at the screen, couldn't look at, at, at a TV. My head hurt so bad. I was laying in bed talking to myself in my head or vomiting. Oh. oh my gosh for like hell for Dude, an hell. entire day from like 8 a.m till midnight and it was just like Bleh. and then the next day i just like hung out in bed mm-hmm. for the next 10 days and i also my 10th day of quarantine they released the five-day quarantine rule that's Obviously, so funny yeah. it was the first <laughs> was, day of john's literally he left us and they were like it's no longer 10 days it's five we we're like yeah baby <laughs> like, i was yeah. so mad i was like we could have had christmas Right, yeah. We could have had Christmas. So fucked oh, up. I was so, so pissed. so fucked up that, that it was like, yeah, I mean, that whole situation was fucked up. The people were like, there's not going to be anybody to work. And they were like, all right, it's five okay, days Okay, five days. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was the one, like, my mom, my mom is not an anti-vaxxer. My mom doesn't want to get vac- vaccinations unless it's needed. Sure. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't need any, like, extra things. I, uh-huh. My brother, when he was like a baby, got a vaccination and then like went to the hospital for weeks because mm. of the vaccination. Uh-huh. Happens. Like, sure. Sure. Sometimes it just like messes with your body. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my mom just like was like, if we don't need it, like we, I don't do like a flu vaccination. I don't get like mm-hmm. the flu vax. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were like, we have to get this vaccination, obviously. Right. Um, but my mom, so my mom in our in our family is like that that like 
characteristic, that mm-hmm. personality. Uh-huh. So when the five day came out, she was like, oh, because airlines and, 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 re- and restaurants can't stay open. And we were like, mom, like n- relax. Like science is coming out. We are learning. And then like a day later, Fauci's like on the news being like, yeah, like people can get back to work. Yeah. And we were like, oh, no, what was, so, what was so fucked up is that I like felt like I was losing my mind because I had literally read a New York Times article from like two days before that was like Delta Airlines like pressures the fucking CDC and I was like, oh yeah, whatever, that's kind of crazy, fuck them. And then two days later, I saw the changes. I was like, wait, no. <laughs> But, you know, also, like, you know, it's it's also everywhere, and it seems like the vaccines are working, like, so yeah. the science is going to change. Exactly. Like, as the vaccines work and more people get them, and, as and the, like, and more as people the get the And as the actual flu changes. Yeah. Like, the, like, COVID is not the same as it was two years ago. No. Like, people aren't, aren't losing their, their sense anymore. Yeah. I mean, they might be if they're yeah. unvaxxed. Uh-huh. And also, it's like, like, I've also heard with Omicron, that'll happen for, like, 12 hours. Like, right. people will have, like, the, the symptoms are changing, and the, the, like, intense effects are seeming to shorten, shorten. Yeah. Uh, the effects of them and stuff like that. You know, and they're learning more and stuff like that. And they've never known fucking anything. Ever, like, the whole time it was changing. At first, it was like, lice all your groceries. And then it <laughs> yeah. was like, you like, know, so. Two weeks later, it was like. Don't wipe down your things anymore. You're yeah, fine. Actually, stop. You're you're killing people by using this much disinfectant. It's like holy shit. <laughs> I can't imagine being one of those people who still can't taste or smell. No, that is. I was telling. I was talking to John and Kate about this. That like, uh, that to me. John and Kate plus eight. John What's and up? Kate plus eight. Hello. <laughs> that to me is like a death sentence. Uh, you're telling me I can't have a flavor or a scent yeah. ever again. I mean, have you seen those TikToks of people will like have a, they'll be blindfolded and be taking sips of out of different cups that are labeled like orange juice, everything's water, except for like, sometimes they can taste alcohol if they like feel, because they'll, you'll, you'll feel like a sensation, but it doesn't have anything to do with taste. That That would be the only, the only plus side. That. Yeah. Is that you could get absolutely fucking shit without knowing any of it. even know it. But that also might be a downside because then you're not able to like really control your intake. Like, cause then you don't. Cause yeah. Because you're just throwing back shit because it's like... But also then maybe you're like... Because a huge repellent but then of maybe, throwing But then maybe you are. Then maybe you were like, just you are eating like more intuitively. Like, no, I just feel... You know what I mean? You're not eating yeah, something maybe because now you're of not like eating, taste. No, well, the eating stuff Because it spiked with like... Sick. You know what I mean? I don't know. I wonder. Because yeah, then I wouldn't be eating fucking shit in bed. I'd be like, no, yeah. this celery works. Yeah. Uh-huh. At, this exact yeah. Moment, <laughs> at this exact moment, I need to eat... You could just eat like... Like bar, like nutrient dense, just like, like yeah, just like tofu blocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you throwing difference. down raw eggs if you really are <laughs> feeling crazy. <laughs> that makes you gag. Oh gosh, the fact Speaking that people of- do that for fun and like for their life, they're like, yeah, I love eating raw eggs. There's a huge raw eggs community what? of like, yeah, people. If you went into, if you walked down the street into I the Planet Fitness and asked and walked around and asked the people who were jacked. How how people who how eat many raw eggs, eggs they when, eat or people how many of them eat raw eggs? You get at least two three. No hands. chance. When I think of eating no raw way. eggs, I think of that scene in Napoleon Dynamite where he just is cracking the eggs into the pitcher, stirs it, and up why is he doing it for the workers? And wh- oh. he's pouring it for them like to have with lunch with a cheese sandwich. Oh, I thought it was the, I thought it was his. his oh no yeah. no he eats steak. He eats oh thank steak you okay time. okay. But uh, what's his name? <laughs> Uncle Uncle yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't remember his name, but. I don't believe that people eat raw eggs. Other than uh, like not we'll Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. I can't believe that. No, people do eat raw eggs. 
for sure. If you eat raw eggs, DM write me. in and and tell us how many you eat. Yeah, how many raw eggs can you eat? <laughs> this is the raw egg challenge. <laughs> Have you ever done any of those challenges? I did the ALS like ice bucket one. Oh, the ice bucket. And that challenge. was pretty chill. Yeah, a nice bucket on your head. Uh, yeah, that was yeah, it was pretty <laughs> chill. You might. <laughs> oh, nice. She got it. I didn't even get it myself. I wasn't. Just doing you just did it for fun. You were like, I can just do this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got to. I said I didn't even. The um, pun. I gave him. No, the pun. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I didn't get. I did not. No, that's actually a sad story. It then becomes a not fun story. I'm like, yeah, everybody was posting videos of them dumping ice on their head, and then nobody picked me. No, then it just that's when you message me story. and say, "Pick me." Yeah, that's what I'm Pick me. <laughs> like, I got you. I got you. Yeah, shout out to everybody who I guess is DMing people to be included <laughs> in Instagram challenges. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Did you ever do any challenges? Um, cinnamon challenge. Yeah, okay, I've cinnamon. never done the cinnamon challenge. Have you done yeah. the ghost pepper? Has anybody done that? The no. chip. The, the chip. The I've never chip. done the chip. No. I want to do. It. I did once go to a go to a restaurant where you just sign a waiver for their hot wings. Mm. How and, was that? And it was. It was hell. <laughs> they brought you milk, and they like they knew that it was going to be rough. Well, at yeah. that point, it's a medical procedure, right? Like you might as well be getting a tattoo or your ears pierced. Like there's like it's going to hurt. It's like, going to hurt. Yeah. Not yeah. making yeah. you sign a waiver for nothing. Like right. there is an actual risk that they, the restaurant, think is above like somebody just like choking on a piece of food or like yeah. You don't sign a waiver when you go in, attack. and you have that you have that 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 option of choking on food. Uh -huh. right? You don't sign a waiver when you go in for that. You don't sign a waiver that like when you eat the piece of bacon that you're not gonna have a heart attack. Like, yeah, like but no, those wings they were like this is not our fault. If something if if you can't handle it, you made this decision. Because you could go blind. Like if you fuck that up, if you put hot shit in your eyes and like burned your eyes. Because, like, some of that stuff, like the pepper stuff, oh it, my God. when you get up there, can, like, that's why they tell you don't touch your eyes. Don't, because mm. it's not just because it'll hurt. Like, it's like, it can fuck up your eyes. Your eyes are delicate. If you've went blind from hot wings, <laughs> <laughs> write in. Please write in. <laughs> I want to know. Of tall tales. <laughs> um, but I have done, uh, in high school, a friend and I did the, the banana sprite challenge. Oh, I know that. <laughs> this, I did this not. Is, this was this was a little of a, of of one of the unknown ones. Okay. Um. So, but <laughs> supposedly the potassium in a banana and the carbonation in a sprite don't mix. So if you eat a banana mm -hmm. and then you drink a bottle of Sprite in your stomach, they won't mix and you will vomit. Yep. And and so we tried it once, a friend and I, and. Mm. There's a video somewhere. I, I can't wait for this to resurface at some point in my illustrious career, when I'm when I'm fucking running for for president, and this video comes out of me in high school. And then you all of a sudden you win fifty states immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because but that will be the future. It'll be like who did the banana? Who did the banana sprite challenge? challenge? You, I trust you to They're like, our toughest warrior. to make to make to make our our tough decisions as a country. Correct. But yeah, there is a video Oof. where where we just like we did it. We're drinking our sprite and we're looking at each other like. No, like, I'm good. Uh -huh. I'm good. And, like, all of a sudden, at the exact same moment, we're both just like, Bleh! Oh, my god! In my sink, at, like, in my childhood <laughs> home. And it was, like... It's amazing. That's amazing. It was... It was it was rough. Well, that and like the milk gallon challenge were very mm. big. We just yeah. drink a gallon of milk. People yeah. try to drink a gallon of milk. Isn't and, that the same thing? You, you'll vomit. Yeah, you'll vomit because you can't you can't take that much dairy in at once. Like you, your body will just reject. Drinking a gallon of anything, I think your body would reject. Well, dude, I don't. know. Yeah, I mean, probably. I can't fit a gallon. 
I a, can't wa- fit a gallon of liquid in my fucking stomach? <laughs> <laughs> You'd feel like shit. You, like, you could like... It, what? No, I, but people do. Isn't that the... People drink a gallon of water, a gallon of milk. Well, throughout the day, a gallon yeah. of water, which is fine. Yeah, you're chugging, but chugging, but not chugging. Yeah, chugging. Yeah. But like in one sitting, like, oh no. my god! Yeah, let me sit down and enjoy my gallon of milk. <laughs> no, I think it's like a, it's like a stupid human thing. It's like the cinnamon challenge. Like you can't, you can't do it. Like your yeah, body and how, will reject that. How did the challenges come to be? Like, does somebody Dumbasses. just try too much of something, or like, or they read a fact about? Like, yeah, they, a I would think that. It. Like, that's what I they imagine happened. Like, somebody, like, like read that, like, okay. cinnamon is, like, I don't even know. You wouldn't read that about cinnamon, right? I don't know. I'm wondering if, do they, are they getting it from facts? Are they getting it from lore? So, like, I could see the sand, the cinnamon one being, like, uh, I you heard couldn't of a guy. eat sand, so, but I wonder if you could eat cinnamon. <laughs> you know, or something weird like that. Like, it could be that simple. Though, like, right. the, the But then would it be the one, same thing about, like... No, the like sprite right, but, the sp- but the sprite one you said the potassium and yeah, I think that, that one like, is scientific. You know, yeah. because you could replace. Yeah. But I couldn't tell any you potassium. You could literally probably like that take probably potassium a kid pills. At school thought of that banana and sprite thing. Probably was sitting in class. Was like, <laughs> I'm trying to leave. I don't want to be in class anymore. Saw his teacher talking. Talking is like this has potassium. Wait, this has this. Eats the shit, pukes, <laughs> and is like, I gotta go home. I gotta go and home. Sparks and sparks a nationwide <laughs> revolution. <laughs> If you're in high school, there's your way out. There it is, right there. So, folks, if you need to eat a banana, drink a Sprite, puke your guts out. You can probably get both of those in school. So, there you True. go. Yeah. Okay. I love how whenever I'm talking to the listener, I get really close to the mic. Yeah. Direct address. Yeah. Oh. Um. Ha- What's today? Hold on. Thursday. Happy one year since the insurrection. Hey. Oh, my God. Hey, yep, it happened. What a fucking crazy year it's been. I what a start. was nannying some kids on this day last year, and we're, like, playing in the backyard. Obviously, the, like, uh, mom is inside, and she has the news on the TV. The kids, like, run up to the window, and he's like, Meg, Meg, look at the war happening on TV. I was like... Oh Holy my god! Shit. Like that's that is like a Welcome, look at the that's world. like a new core memory for this With, without yep. a doubt four year old that is their nine eleven yes correct yes that is truly what it made me think and anyway so that is that's my uh, there's my January sixth memory that's your <laughs> mine that I don't even know I think I was doing something else and then I was on the TV out there what was I doing during that kid do you know you weren't there but I was watching Jack A.M. Where I saw it. Yeah, it was happening live. Wow. That he was watch he was like up on his yeah. stream and then all of a sudden it started happening. He was like, Oh yeah, let's watch the like little vote or whatever. Um to like confirm. And then he was like, Oh, oh shit. And I yeah, Not I remember some little vote. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember walking mm-hmm. in to watching you were watching it and you were like, yo, it's like getting crazy. Yeah. And all of a sudden I see the viewer count at the bottom start skyrocketing as they're like breaching. Yeah. Like climbing up. Like twenty foot walls, bunch of fucking dumbass. Like stacking people to climb. Yeah. Like, are you guys fucking serious? Dumbasses. Yeah. Dumbasses. I'm just trying to make sure I didn't miss an import- a call from my stage manager about tonight because we might cancel rehearsal for the weather. So give me one second. My apologies. Okay. I'm gonna say I didn't save the number. So. Let me- <laughs> no. <laughs> stage manager, if you're listening, he did not save your number. <laughs> 
If you don't, if do with that what you will. Do with that what you will. Scam. I don't save any numbers. It's one of my worst qualities. I have to go back in texts like years. What? Bro. To find. Let me tell you. It's a a very select group. Because I, to be honest, I don't need everybody having my fucking number. And I don't really, if I don't want to have your number, (laughs) I'm not saving it. I'm sorry. It's not. And I'm lazy. And most of the time, if I'm talking to someone over text like that, and I'm not going to talk to them regularly or need to, I'm not saving that number. Yeah. Like, and and I'm also someone, like, I don't text well to begin with. Uh Uh-huh. I am a, like... Let's not text at all, and then let's let's talk on the phone for an hour. Sure. Like I, my I, my brain just doesn't like. That's a lot of things happening. Like, yeah. Like I'm I'm already doing something. I can't just like text you and think of your whole new conversation. Uh-huh, like. Uh huh. So like so like I'm already bad about it. So like if you're texting me from a new number, I'm texting you in that moment, and I will not think about it again. Oh, I'm saving new numbers of people that I like talk to regularly. But if I don't like have regular reason to communicate, like I'm saving them. Like, you know, like people that I like keep in touch with, their number's getting saved. But like, there's people that sometimes it's like, once a year I hear from them or like and I don't need to talk to them. That is oh, but that's when you need it, isn't it? Like then it, no, there's you, nothing no. worse than if I get a message from no, a you number. Hit that's when you go back there to your text. Yeah, or, or you scroll back. Yeah, because usually I have context because I, I just won't Yeah. Ugh, and to me it's like to me it just is probably a careless thing more so than anything. I'm just like I'm just being careless of like yeah. nah, I'm just not saving oh, this in yeah. the moment I, and then whatever. But unless I like know in that moment it's going to be important for me to save this number, I'm not saving it. Oh, I'm the until exact I need it. Yeah. Okay. Until I need it. All right. Okay. Do you like are a stage you manager for a show? That... I'm not saving it till I'm late, and then I'll pull it up, and I have it in the email. Like I have it on my shit. Yeah, it's there when you need it. Yeah, I don't need it until now. Okay, but if I were to, so if I were to scroll through your messages app, I would see just a You'd bunch of numbers yeah, or maybes because sometimes on iPhone now yeah. it will. Uh huh. Um, my yeah. people. So in a group text with somebody I don't know, somebody. Somebody I don't know. Uh-huh. Somebody I yeah. talk to. Uh-huh. Number, 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 oh number. Mine too. Yep. You guys. Okay. But also the beautiful thing about iPhone is that if someone <laughs> says their name to you, it says maybe every single time that it pops up. So. so I can be like, Siri, call maybe. Oh, wait, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Do okay. Anything. Are you the type of people to have a bunch of the red dots all in all, on all of your apps? I have. Like lots of notifications. How many emails do you think I have? Yeah. 7,695. <laughs> yeah. But I clear them out once I've... a day, probably. But I have like, oh, so wow. some things I'm in like Discord. Like my emails, I get a lot of emails during the day. Just have like four accounts on here. Mm-hmm. And then like I'm in like the server. You have four different email accounts that you they're actually different use things. actively? Yeah, they're for different things. So like they, they get used to varying degrees. Like, so I have like, we have the pod email. I have a a business email. I have like a personal email because I don't want to like have. have I don't want to have like have a my junk. Email. Yeah, I don't want everyone to have my email. And also, like, if I'm getting important emails, I don't want them to get lost. So it's like if people are contacting me for work, send my to my work email. Yeah. Like the other stuff is like when I order shit online. So then I'm getting like fifty fucking offers from places and stuff. You know, on my per on my like personal one. And then mm-hmm. I have like the bands one. So yeah, I have like four emails. Okay. Okay, but that makes ha- sense. When you say it now, it makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, but I clear them out like I clear everything out once a day. I don't like I hate the red dots, I but can't I can't it. be sitting here all day like like just opening I apps have, for the sake of opening apps. I will. I turn off notifications for a lot of things, okay. but I can, 
you will be pressed to see and just an, or you would not press to see you would you would not You'd be come hard across. pressed it to would, see you would hard pressed you'd be hard pressed to see a number in my messages app i'll like go and save it just intentionally so i know because nothing would make me more anxious than like not which is why we're perfect knowing yin yang hosts for i have this no Meg. no red dots not a one i have 10 text messages and i know what those text messages say but I still have them as notifications. Why? Does it stress oh you out God. to respond to text messages sometimes? Endlessly. If, if, people, if people have questions that they need answers to, does that stress you out? Or like if people, or people just message you for like small talk, does that stress you out too? Yes. Because that stresses I me out I won't respond sometimes. Sometimes. to small talk. Mm-hmm. Like, and like most, of my, most of my close friends uh-huh. know that like if they need something from me, they can put it in a text. I will not respond. You're a FaceTime guy. Right? And they will, I will, I'm a FaceTime guy. Okay. I, I, I remember also. this. I remember I you love were a FaceTime. always FaceTiming people it's during, just, when, when we did Billy Elliot. It's you just all. easier. Yeah. You're a texter. I'm a, I'm a texter with my people. Like, there's people I will text with. There's other people, you know, you're not going to ca- catch me. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna, that's also how I am in Perth. Like, I'm, a, I'm shy. I don't like to, like, t- I talk to, I'm not shy. I'm, like, a shy person. So, like, being, like. Having to have a small talk with like 50 people is fucking exhausting. It's, it really And is. people think because they have your phone number that they have access to you. That's my other issue. And it's really... Oh, this is my cool other issue. Because it's like, you, like, you okay. know, there's people I talk to on text at least once, twice a week. To, like, I talk to you every day. I talk to Kate every day. I talk to John every day on text. And I probably talk to my mom every day over text. Uh-huh. Besides that... It's the fucking Wild West out there for you, bud. <laughs> like, eat, like Noah will Truly also though. get immediate responses from me. There's mm-hmm. not many people. It's a small collection of people. But, like, now also, like, in the world, because you're so connected to everybody yeah. and you know that you can be connected at any moment, they expect that if I text you, you got that text, I should have a... And I'm like, right. no. Me tweeting you, you is have not n- a, you have a no me to respond to your text. Yeah, either. like, okay. I... Yeah, you do no, not, that's... that's- you do not That's own totally my time. My time is is not texting time. Like, like just because you text me doesn't mean I have to respond in in an hour. Right. Not at all. And if I'm texting someone in general, it's because I want to share, like, tell them something that I can't. I don't want to wait till the next time I talk to them to tell them. Yeah. Which is why it's like I don't have that many people in my that you're day to day life share that I with. am interested in sharing things that I encounter. You know. Besides, yes. and if yes. I am. I, it's usually been tweeted, like, you know, because I, I love Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. so. Anyway. And I love your t- Twitter. Oh, thank you very much. It's a <laughs> hellscape. <laughs> um, we like to have fun on there. But, but it's like to say, like, you know, like. Just well, you have to have boundaries because if, if you, yes, if you have, like, a lot of access, you do have to set boundaries for yourself, which is that, okay, just because you text me does not mean that it is going right. to get a response. Yeah. And it's not personal. If you it call actually me, though, is not personal. Like, I yeah, will answer it. And whatever you say on that phone call, I will respond in that moment right then. Do. I don't ignore for phone calls. Oh, gosh. Okay. Like, you that... don't screen calls. You don't screen calls. I mean, like, if I, like, can't talk to you at that moment, I'd be like, oh, I'll call them back in a minute. And does can't mean literally can't or like, uh, or like you don't have the emotional bandwidth or the like, do you, do you have that? Do you experience that where you're like tapped out and you're like, I can't yes, talk to anybody? Yes, that's what I mean by screen okay, calls. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Cause no, I do that. I do that, a good no. amount of that. I mean, I will answer the call most of the time, but if I'm emotionally spent, like fuck no, my phone's not getting answered. But like, I because I don't text anybody. Oh, right. When they call me, mm. I had probably already right, not right, responded right. to like four or five texts. Okay. So by the time they call me, I'm like, oh, I have to talk to this person about mm-hmm. some things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I missed 
responses on all these things. They're all in my head, mm-hmm. ready to go. Right. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my God, this shit. This, yeah. th- oh my God, come on. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But like, that, I just like, yeah, for some reason, like, texting is not it for me. And so I just allow myself to make that okay. Mm-hmm. And be like, if you do, and I, actually, no. This year, I told myself I was going to try to try to be better. Mm-hmm. Because. The better as in what? Better as in um, more present with people who aren't in my day-to-day life. I'm very much out of, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a way that I've told myself was positive because, because I'm like that, when I'm with someone in person, all of my energy goes to them. Sure. Right. Yeah. Which I told myself was really great. Yeah. But then, and it is. And it is. But then that it also makes my relationships with people who I don't see every day or don't see consistently suffer. Did you, is that like a realization that you came to over the past year of having limited access to people? Without a doubt. Because I definitely went into that, into the quarantine and in the pandemic and shut my, and just was like, sure, I'm totally content being by myself. Mm -hmm. Just like talk to myself only Mm -hmm. and like not really talk to anybody else. Yeah. Like I, like I probably went like four or five days at a time without speaking to anybody outside my household. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is like. Not how I'd regularly be with people who I see every day. Right. Or right. like if, if I was around people, I'd be talk. I'd be, I'm very, I'd be very with them and, and yeah. outgoing yeah. with them. But like the moment, the moment you're, you're not there in my, in my life, in my brain at that time, I, I just like assume that we'll connect when we get back, mm-hmm. which is not yeah. good because it doesn't always happen. Sure. And like, and I'm not also good at like, very much reconnecting. And so it's mm-hmm. tough. And so I'm trying to get better with that this year. That's a good, that's a good like m- mindset thing to have mm-hmm. in the new year. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to be more, more active with people who aren't in my day-to-day life. Yeah. Because yeah, it's. Well, and of course, like I, f- I mean, I find as I get older, like the pool of people in my day today be- just becomes smaller and smaller yeah. like it, yeah. as each year goes by. But that doesn't mean there's any hostility to the people that aren't, aren't part of my no, day today. Sure. Like, not personal. I would love to touch base with some people on like a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly yeah. basis. You well, know, we talk about this, we talk about this about I, like, having I, there's some monthly people, friends or exactly. like people that you, yep. we get a, you know, like this is like a quarterly friend. Like I we have see this them agreement, like yeah. once a quarter and it's like this unspoken agreement that that's just kind of like what we need to yeah. be able to catch up and we whatever. just want to stay in each other's lives. We don't have to be. But you don't have to be the only yeah. people in that person's lives. Right. It's just like no, right. like we've now gotten to a point where like your life is that, my life is this. We uh-huh. want to stay in each other's lives. Yes. So right. every once in a while, let's just like. Uh huh. And that's also hard when I mean I'm sure you still have a lot of friends from college when it's like you have a lot of people that you were spending all day every day with, and so well, and especially in and theater to too, it gets fucked start, up too because you build like a very you close build in any intimate, cast. Sure, yeah. Any you show build you're immediate on. intimacy. Yeah, yeah. and. To for it to be everything and then nothing, yeah, it's hard to like. I don't know. Sometimes justify and with the, social like, media, there's no hostility there. There's no right. like. It's okay to have different kinds of levels or like, I don't know, wavelengths of friendships. Well, and, and with social media, right, where it's yeah. like you you are someone's friend on Facebook, you know, and that means there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people, people thousands you of friends. Call friends. Yes. And then it, then that can all start to bleed, and it becomes this complicated like song and dance of sure. like and people have like close friends, and whether or not, yeah, and whether or not you think we think about this, like these things do influence us because we're seeing them all the time, subliminally, one hundred percent. Yeah, when you're equating 
oh, you know, you're adding, like, just for simple, like, the speaking fact, I'd say, like, you add your boss on Facebook, which happens weirdly in our profession more than any other. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people are not friends with their boss on Facebook. No. Um, that, you're adding them as a friend. And then as somebody who sees this, who's your seen, life outside of the workplace. Right. With, and then with a timeline perspective of the last however long you've been on there. So now these people have this intimate connection to you through this, like, if they looked long enough. Yeah. Someone Anyone, could boss develop or otherwise. Pair, yeah, or otherwise. Anyone. Any random person. Any, any person you could, someone random you went to college with could fucking just decide one day that they're going to go through all your shit and become your best friend. Uh-huh parasocially like that kind of shit goes on yeah in the world you know and like um and and, and it becomes complicated because as you start to go down in the relationships and things start to get closer changes but yet you still see that like yep that it that it still leveled on the on the world of the interweb and you're like how am i supposed to handle the fact that like our relationship has changed outside the interweb but right everything is still the same Uh right and like oh it's Dude, yeah, and it becomes really complicated. Like, I have people that I interact with on Twitter every day. There's a handful of people that I just, like, back and forth with or whatever. Never met them in my fucking life. I talk to them more than people I've spent, like, out, you know, or just, like, and you don't even know. Or, like, mm-hmm. people I haven't seen in years, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. But their relationship, because the way that the internet works, you could have your childhood best friend posting above somebody you've never met. And those things have exact equal weight exactly. because of so the way bizarre. it's presented. Yeah, yeah. And so it does create persor- uh, distortions of perception because you could be on your social media account, palling around with one of your oldest friends and some clown you worked with three years ago could see all of it and suddenly know all your inside jokes. This. And think they can, you know. Mm-hmm. And so then we have these really people then don't know where they stand, you know. Mm. And then mm-hmm. you even just like, I'm, I'm not big on Instagram. I enjoy it. I don't, I don't really like it's an art gallery. use it that much anymore. It's an art gallery. Mm-hmm. It's you really do have to think about it like that, that like. which is also sad. I love I did love the time when like when I first got Instagram in high school where it was like weird pictures of things with weird filters. Yes. yes. I loved that time, time. Uh-huh. when it was just Valencia and vibe uh-huh. when it was it was the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like now it's just like now there's a professional like aspect of it's it. It's unreal. Now yeah. there's just and like and there were times like you see a best friend post something. And then you see people that you know are their friends but aren't clo- – and they're commenting, like – and I'm like, how, how close are they? Right, are, right. Like, like, what is that relationship that I'm seeing on, online – if, even though it could not be any relationship in the real world. Yeah. Right. I've also seen people who comment back and forth with each other, be in the same room, and not be able to speak to each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, what the hell goes on? Which um, is also – the next level is like – is like, is that is that beautiful that we're now getting into like this metaverse where you might be opening yourself up to being able to talk to people you've never thought you would be able to, or right? Like, but then where are the lines, which is what becomes complicated because any old Joe, if any old Joe can look at your shit and know everything about you, and then you know have a you kind of situation where they stumble into you on the street and, and generate they just some, they can just put all that interest, put all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put all that like that that first moment connection that is like really like a, a crucial thing when you meet somebody. Yes. If, right, if you meet them right off the bat and you're like, oh, we work. Mm-hmm. If that's not real, that can fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like 
I mean, it just open it becomes it's becoming a very con- it, it, to to circle all the way back to this all encompassing thing that we were talking about, which is like connection and talking to people in the modern age. It's just becoming insanely complex by the day, and because everybody, because we've been forced inside, everybody's worldview is becoming super micro tailored to them and how they're experiencing things right yeah. now. And the so, TikTok algorithm yeah, will only show you things you already agree with. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the re like the re-socialization process is becoming very, very I think we're seeing it play out and it's very challenging. You know, people people have changed in two years. And with very little insight as to like what that is gonna hold for yep. uh, like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I know there's been a lot of focus on kids, but like, what the fuck is going to happen to kids that have been through this? I know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Desocialized for this long and like, you know, not forced to like interact with people who have different opinions okay, and different yeah. views and like different life experiences. Mm-hmm. And you're just stuck. Just you know, learning how to be dad. at school with people you don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like having to do group work with having like, to do group yeah, work with people some, that don't pull their weight. How do you yeah. develop a personality when you're just stuck around your only your parents all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Like if we're just going to see a generation of like kids that are literally just carbon copies of their parents. Like, is that mm, what's going to happen? Hope because not, the personality. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because they have nothing, they have no other frame of reference. Uh-huh. You know, like I have done some education stuff and I definitely like, have seen in kids their parents start being even more directly reflected into them where it's like even speech pattern, even like, because they're just not hearing anything else. You know, they don't have any concept of like, Mm. I saw a video the other day that was like, my kid has never seen a dog before. What? Because the kid was like two years old, born in the pandemic. It wasn't really safe to go out for infants and newborns until like, I don't know, three months ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and the way TikTok works, like you said, it just caters stuff to you. And that was probably from three months ago when it happened. But this kid literally had never had the opportunity to see a dog. He lived in a house without a dog. I guess the other family did. Families didn't have one. Went on a walk one day, saw one. But it's like stuff like that, that like mm. we're not realizing the oh. little things that are going to matter. Yeah. And are going to shape like what is going to become, before we fucking know it, like a voting age population and... Is it going to swing them towards, yeah. like, socialism and, like, something kind of more, like, looking towards, like, taking care of other people? Or is it going to swing towards, like, hard and fast, indivi- rugged individualism, Like, I've been alone fascism. for so long, I need to make sure I'm taking, mm-hmm. taken yes. care of. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, like, mm-hmm. and, like, and, like, we are, we need to be tough because I made it through this. It's going to, like, to me, I'm a little scared it's going to create, like, a wartime mentality in kids. Like... You know, you'll see it in boomers, especially, or like the greatest generation, the the grandparents that like, I fought so hard for this thing. You don't understand how we struggled back then. And that's been a huge barricade to any kind of social change for Mm -hmm. the last 50 years. And I like worry about this having an inverse effect on them. But I do think that like most of the youth culture is pretty left leaning. I I believe so. And pretty hardcore left leaning, like even more so than I think. A lot of like they contemporaries are, are. We are getting more activists in this next generation yeah. than we've ever seen. Well, we're having liberate. We're also experiencing people being like liberated in a new way. You know, like we're having this kind of like gender revolution yeah. happen. This this revolution around like sexuality and and gender, which is really exciting. And outlets and, that they they've yeah. never had like for expression. Exactly. That and is, terminology. You know, now everybody now everybody has a platform, literally. You know, to yeah. to stand on and, and you know people, shout whatever from people in. In an environment where they've never even, I had a friend in college who 
who grew up in Warsaw, Indiana. What's up, Di? Um, hey, shout out Di. Who, who d- didn't know that they had an option. They grew up very religious in a place where they had never really experienced anything other than a straight white man. Mm-hmm. A straight cisgender man. Di is now Di because they are now they. Right. And, and it was, they had no idea that that was even an option. Yeah. Before they left Warsaw. Yes. And now, now kids are able to see that on their phones mm-hmm. right from the beginning. You're like, oh, this is now. From is, nine, ten years this old. This is an option. You know? uh-huh. Like, yeah. I don't actually, I don't know anybody in my life like this. And that's sad and like possible because different areas are very rough at times. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that they now have that have that capability of seeing it at, like anywhere mm-hmm. just opens them up to so many yeah. more yeah. communities. Share, there's also a shared kind of national language around it. Even if people want to pretend like there's fucking not like there is, there is, you know, I think a lot of like right wing people have tried to pretend like they're trying to make all this. It's like, we already have shared language around this. We mm-hmm. pronouns are a thing. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, grow the fuck up. Like these are a thing that we do. We have and we've been doing it, it. And yeah. even though you think we haven't. But, but, yes. we've we're been not, doing and we're also it. not reinventing anything. It's <laughs> no. like you have actually, yeah. But yeah. now we have like a shared language for people who'd like to express their gender not through bi- like not through binary ways, which has not, you know, was not the case even seven years ago, at right. least at least in the mainstream America. Like we like, you know, most people have an awareness of this now, mm-hmm. which was not the case. I don't think I don't think the majority of people had an awareness of non-binary identity prior to seven years ago in the U.S. And I would I, that say may that's be probably, ignorant. Yeah, not yeah, in the masses. Say, no, not in the mass. I'm speaking like mass, yeah, like of, on mass television, yeah, yeah, on Broadway. You know, like mm-hmm. we're seeing it represented now in media, which yeah. to me tells me that like it's reached kind of this like mass. This, this year, mass. we had our first baby be born, and on their birth certificate, they did not differentiate sex they just if dif- they just specified if they had a penis or a vagina well mm-hmm. that's very very cool incredible mm-hmm. i was like what a simple fix to a to something that has been messing with people's brains for Forever. so long right right what a simple fix they put an x next to sex mm-hmm. and then just wrote if they had a p or a v mm-hmm. yeah that's i mean that's the way I because mean, it's just like they have to know as doctors like what body are we working with? Right. Who cares what gender they identify as? Exactly. Well, it's also exactly. like so weird to like, I also, it's just like a weird thing to be like, you're going to be a boy and you like girls and you're going to be a girl and you like, but it's like, why are we like sexualizing kids? Right. It's truly fucking weird. Like when it's always like, oh, one of the weirdest things to me ever is when people will have kids, like little kids and have them hang out with each other and be like, oh, they're like going to get married. Oh, they're like, oh, they must have a crush on each other. It's like. Can you please stop this? Like, this is so they're, weird. Let these mm-hmm. kids let like, them be pure until they until they're not. Right. You're putting social constructs on these actual beings who are just literally expressing themselves like how they feel, how they like how everyone should be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're, they're kids. Kids are like adults are on mushrooms. Like they're just like try like you know while wandering around uh-huh. taking in the right. The if it feels good, they beauty. keep doing it. If it feels bad, they stop. If it feels yeah. good, they yeah. want to cry and run away. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Like you're truly moving as like a being of only feeling in that state, yeah. which is what children are. It's why you giggle like a little kid. Why you can't fucking do things that usually are very easy to do. Hmm. Oh. So like yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. I will say also just like the pandemic, we did it in the in the pandemic. We had a lot of issues in scientific and the world, 
But like our cultural shift has been drastic. I would say so. I yeah. do think it's happening. It's hard. It's, it can be hard out there when it's like, you know, when so many of the apparatuses of power like that, you know, that we see like facing, you know, we, we were online, you know, all three of us to some degree are online. So we see kind of what the next generation is up to. If you only were watching TV and reading fucking news articles, you would think not a goddamn thing has changed. You know, that, like, this is true. If you were this, just watching yes. the news and reading articles, you would think not a damn thing has changed. I feel like. Which is sad because there's a lot of people just watching the news and reading articles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think it's, you know, you either think that you think one of two things, if that's how you take things in, you think one, like the communist takeover is here at the hands of Joe Biden, or you think like it all is well in America's back, baby. Like those are seem to be the two like main, <laughs> yeah. main schools of like neither thought. of which are true. Neither right. of those are true. No. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it's complicated, right? And but I do think like younger people are realizing this, but we are not the talking heads on TV. We're not the like people that are writing the articles for the New York mm-hmm. Times. We're not, you know. Right. So I do agree with you, and that does give me hope because I do I think that's a good way to think about it, is that like there is definitely a cultural shift. We just need to hold on to yes. it. Yes. Because what we happened just need in to the... keep it pushing because now that we're getting back into what we quote unquote call back into real back into normalcy. Right. I'm it's it is daunting that it might shift back. You know, it's, what scares me is what happened to the hippies. Like in the sixties there was this incredible youth movement, like to really try to change things and, and move the needle forward in, in all the same ways we're talking about still now. Yeah. Um but when the 80s came along and when it came time and everybody saw an opportunity for them individually to get there, to get theirs, half those people who were on trial in the Chicago 7, like, ended up going to be, like, Silicon Valley or investment bankers and shit in the 80s um, or later to invest in tech companies. Or they ended up, like, killing themselves because they watched, like, their dreams mm-hmm. die, die, the things mm-hmm. that they had fought for and their friends sell out. Mm-hmm. And so... We, we gotta be really careful that we keep everything going because because you know who knows what anybody will do in the given moment of like if the opportunity arises for everybody to sell out shit maybe maybe time to sell out yeah but like um, <laughs> but all that to be said like if we keep the same energy like it's gonna be it's gonna, a matter of power time. to the people power to the people and people should be empowered like seeing people quit their jobs and shit fucking rocks like, yeah this max mass exodus of like. People quitting stupid jobs they fucking hate. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I hate all the people who turned it to being like, like, like people aren't like, aren't aren't. I don't even know what I don't even know what they could say about. Like people it. are lazy or whatever. People like don't want to work because like, they got paid by the government or whatever. And you're right. People yeah. are <laughs> people <laughs> don't want to. Pe- like you are correct. People don't want to spend their days doing something they don't want to do for no money. Yeah. Like, yes, because it is also never enough. Like, because the thing is, like, the, 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 they're not quitting jobs that make them $200,000 a year. Right, exactly. They're, they're, they're quitting their jobs at a fucking restaurant because it is a fucking shit show mm-hmm. and nobody wants to take that. Right. Nobody and they wants shouldn't. to get spit on at fucking Cracker Barrel for $7 an hour. No. And yes, they're quitting. Or like people who, you know, have chose like chosen paths that they didn't necessarily want to be on and are realizing like life is fucking short everyone around me is uh-huh. like dying yeah. the country is breaking down i should maybe I do something i want to do yeah or yeah 
and it's beautiful. That is like a beautiful, because yeah. that is seeing people like get liberated, like to be able to really intuit like what is for them in this finite amount of period they have on earth. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, yeah, that there's more to it than making a dollar. So you can go and like spend your two day weekend. So you can spend, so you can make a dollar so you can spend a dollar 20, you know, like that's the fuck how America works. And there is truly a large population of people who strictly hate their weeks so that they can enjoy their weekends. Right. And that is. No, thank you. And you know what? Yeah. Well, if if that ratio is good for you. Yeah, exactly. If that ratio works for you. Yeah. Then fierce. Uh, Sure. Because I'm sure you have a great thing. The job is too. Yes. I mean, but those things like for certain, you know, it's. But also often it comes with paid time off and or vacation days. It comes with perks. It comes with not something. And money is freedom in this culture too. Uh Like money is freedom. Yes. Yes. And if if there's enough money, I will, I will hate my job. Oh, sure. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. My job is just a job at that point. Right. My job is just right. my, well, my way of making money so I can do what I w- love, uh-huh. love to do. Uh-huh. Well, especially in this era, too, where, like, you know, there's also a lot of people. I don't think the people that are quitting their jobs are, like, people who, like, like thank God, like, kid gets to work from home. Like, you know, that is, like, a Beautiful. thing that mm-hmm. is so helpful. But, you know, when the people, like, go for 20 years and spend all day, every day inside their office, it drives people crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to work towards my retirement. Like, I want to enjoy my life now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who wants to enjoy their life when they're 70? I right. know. And it's all well and good. I mean, and it's all well and good, but we, you know, the almighty dollar, baby. Rent's uh. still due. <laughs> Rent is still due. Well, it just all, it feeds into all of yeah. these things, it's, right? Like, it is this great overwhelming thing where it's like, we should liberate everybody from their fucking meaningless job. Like, nobody should have to do work they don't want to do. But, but that's. But then there's also work that needs to be done that nobody wants to do. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. It's the great dichotomy. But if everybody, but then I, 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 I ponder this great question all the time. Like if everybody's needs would be, were being met and, the, and you only had to do a finite amount of yeah. shitty things in your life. If you weren't worried that, oh, I'm going to go have to like, oh, so somebody needs to like, somebody needs to clean the metro trains, right? If, if somebody had to clean the metro trains, I was guaranteed that I was going to work reasonable hours that weren't crazy. I was going to get a fair wage to do it. I was going to have time to spend with my family. I wasn't going to worry that if I get sick, I'm going to go broke. If all these things were true. Then that's a great then setup. Then nobody has. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's fucking fierce. Which is like what the great conundrum. When people talk about like no one's going to want to work. It's like, well, no, people need something to do in their day. But it has to be for something. Exactly. It has to be for something. Like I need x amount of money so i can do the things i want to do on the weekends yeah. right that's a freedom that's mm-hmm. that's that's sacrifice for freedom like i want this job because like i can't afford i have health issues and i need health insurance like which is fucked up but those are the reasons people do this kind of stuff yeah. and so i can enjoy my life being healthy without being broke but mm-hmm. yeah if i knew that my job that i might not find passion in if i knew that that job allowed me to just live the life that i wanted to live I'd be happy right. to do that Which job. I think yeah. is what the problem is, is that people aren't able to live the life they want to live. Yeah, no. Because the jobs that people don't want to do right now don't pay you the money to live a life. Right. Or the hours, or because we don't have fucking strong labor laws in this country, like, people can work you to fucking death and not pay you. Mm-hmm. You know? There's, there's, you can get off the clock. Like, why is it not that there's X amount of hours that people work a week, period? There's nothing that, like... If and I don't want you, I don't want you to be awarded for working more. Right. And if like, it's done in these hours, it mm-hmm. gets done. And if it doesn't, hey, baby, that's the cost of business, you know? Like, 
people got to have lives. It's fucked. <laughs> it's fucked. But, but I think people are, like we said, waking up to this idea. Sure, that, and like, we're already starting more. to see a shift. Like, there's already starting to be more flexibilities and people becoming, like, sort of empowered in how they are, like, what they are asking or demanding of their yeah, expecting jobs. of anybody. Yeah, yeah. And people, I think, aren't leaving jobs where they're, where they have freedom. You know, where it's like, yeah. oh, I can work from my house. Oh, I can take time off when I need to take time off. Oh, my bills are paid. Oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have one of those jobs that yeah. it just, it checks enough boxes that Dude, whatever. Yeah. My, my little job right now is so sweet that I literally am hesitant about taking any shows that would conflict with my job. It takes care of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and I can still have, I have so much fun outside my, outside of work. Right. I work for four hours a day. What do you do? I teach music privately for kids. Like little Fucking little kids. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So I build my own schedule. Fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's um it is it is the blessing of this pandemic. Like besides getting to spend two years pretty much with Kate in a in a room, like this business has been like a blessing. And this pod, you know, there's been this pandemic has had a lot of blessings and this for pod. me. Well the pod we talk oft about how what a blessing the pod is. Oh sure. Um but yeah, man, it's a fucking awesome job, dude. And it, but it's in the morning. So if I got an equity show, it becomes complicated for five weeks of like, do I just completely cut off this income source? And it's like, not like theater is paying me as much money as this would pay me to do. And, and then, then it's are like, we only doing work for money or are we doing work for what we love to do? Wait, but I also do love making music. So I'm just making, but I also then have the freedom with this job to have from 12 noon until the rest of the day to write songs. I think we're talking to, to an ex-actor here. I'm not an ex-actor. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally about to go to rehearsal after this. No, 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 but it has made me more selective for sure. I've definitely said no. I you never used to say no to going to auditions, and I've said no to a few things this go-around. And that's awesome. It's a good feeling. It's scary, dude, because I feel like we do get conditioned that it's like... A job is you, a job. If you say mm-hmm. no, yeah, and it's like you don't... And I also feel like there's this like... I don't know. We all want to be the most noble and valiant soldier of theater. Like we, I care about this art form. I want to show up and do it. I want to be, I want to be on there. I love this, you know, which I think we're all kind of like beaten into having if we don't, I love it. I want to be up there, but also like, I can't spend every weekend of an entire year doing nothing but doing a show. Doing a show, Yeah. Because I like to go to concerts. And that I like to go have dinners. Mm-hmm. I like to go like travel is nice. I mean, you've traveled a lot. Thanks to the pandemic. No, but you traveled a lot doing shows, didn't you? A good amount. I mean, going to new places yeah. to do shows. So right. yeah, so yeah. So that has been incredible because, because I then like, instead of spending every night for a year doing a show in the same place, I get to like go to random town to do a show right which is awesome because then i just get to explore that town during during the days but like but like yeah that's that's tough yeah it just takes a lot out of you and so it's not saying like don't i'm not gonna do shows but it's like you know i can't do five shows in a year you know i'm like i'm slow i gotta slow down which is what I was doing before. I was like at a breakneck pace. So it's like... Booked and blessed, baby. Booked and blessed. And thank God, thank <laughs> Jesus. But it is that same mindset of like, if I had said no because I needed time to like chill, I would have felt like shit. Totally. I would have been like, fuck. Because you would have seen people doing the show and been like, oh, well, they did it. Yeah, I right. could have. Mm-hmm. I could have fucking right. done that. Yeah, right. or, like, or like this idea that if you say no, that like it's like some great insult to the person who cast you, totally. right? Or the person who thought of you to bring you in. When... 
in reality, it's like they're just trying to put up a show. Like, they need somebody to do the part, yeah, and they think you would do a, a good job. It's a job. Yeah. I, like, I go to work, and my work is going on stage and doing a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, there are nights where I don't want to do, want to do the show. Yeah. And that's okay. Not yes. everyone wants to go to work every day. Correct. Like, like, but that's my job, and I go and I do a show. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's, a beauty, that's the beauty of it. But, yes, people do often make it where, like, we're like, the reason we chose this is because this is our passion and we can't see ourselves doing anything else. I could see myself doing, any, doing other things. Yep. I don't have any other skills. Like, <laughs> right. That's how, I mean, yeah, I guess I agree with that. I just feel like I would just be fucking bored and I wouldn't care. And then so I wouldn't be able to do a good job. Like, yes. I am someone who I have to care or I can't fucking do a good job. And I have a hard time willing myself to care about shit. A really hard time. I'm so excited to, to do the show tonight. So if you're listening, I'm, ex- I'm excited for you. It's always fun. This time of year is so fun because people are like excited to see shows. And I'm sure like post COVID people have been. Pumped. Oh yeah. And like we used to do a, like there used to be a curtain speech after the show. And the first line was like, welcome back to live theater. And it was so exciting. Cause it was like, truly like we've missed out on that. Just like experience of being in a room with people making art. Well, that's the fun, right? Like, that's, that's the fun. The fun is that it's doing it with a group of people that all have the same goal and are all talented and all have like their own individual expression. Totally. And you're watching it and you're like getting to interact with people through a different lens, like that oh. you know, because you know you walk off stage and you obviously have a different. Um, there's a different dynamic than when you're on stage yeah. with each other. But that life on stage is so fun and so rich, and it grows every night. And like that's uh, you know, it's there's a certain level of like. There's a true like exploration to it too, which is so much fun. You know, you get to go into a world that you kind of know the circumstances of every night, but it's going to happen different. Yeah. The look on someone's face is going to be a little bit different. It's like, it's the coolest. Dude. I was talking to the cast about it and I was telling them, I was like, my favorite thing about theater is the time on stage that's not in the script. Yep. It too. is that, that free life that you are living up there where you can just be mm-hmm. in this random world that you've cr- all created together is the most magical thing. Yeah. Like right. the play pretend part. The of play it, pretend the, yeah. is actually yeah. like the, the magic of theater. Well, that's mm-hmm. like the best. A- my favorite actors are the ones that you walk up to them on stage and they could tell you exactly what they were doing, where they just came from. And, and they wouldn't even think twice about it. They might walk off stage and fucking forget about it. Yeah. Like, you know, there's like, that's the real shit right there. When I, when I see stuff like that, like those are my favorite people. And like honest moments on stage are just like <laughs> so nice to just be a part of. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm excited to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you, are you excited to do more shows? Do you feel like, are you feeling similarly to Harrison that you will like be trying to strike a balance? Are you trying to do... What, um, what is what are you looking at now that things are back? Now that things are back, I'm I'm very excited to be back in the swing of like doing theater. I think my I think my perspective has changed on like on like what I because because I'm now in the union and now I know that like my base pay no matter what I do will be enough money for me to survive. Mm-hmm. I'm now able to like take the money away from it and be like, what projects would I be actually excited about doing? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Which is How something. You spend your time. How yeah. do I want to spend my time and like my creativity? Which is something I was not always av- 
capable of doing because I needed to work and this was my profession and I needed money. Mm-hmm. Yep. But mm-hmm. like it, it's now I've luckily gotten to a point where like I can work my day job at the gym in New York and be happy doing my job that I don't have any passion for, but it makes me money. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm happy to do it. And when I find, when I see something that will like excite me in, in numerous different ways, if it's, if it's something I've just never done before, if it's something I, I've done many times and I know I love, if mm-hmm. it's, right. if it's someone I've never worked with or if it's someone I've always worked with and I still like, yeah. like there's so many things that can make something worthwhile. Yes, of sure. course. Of but course. like just actually looking at it being worthwhile is something that's new and very exciting. Right. Which I think what I, it's more or less what I was trying to say. That like, I, you know, every audition had the same weight, more or less, when it came in. I need to get this job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's that chorus line mentality. Mm-hmm. I really need this job. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like, I'd really like to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to take that mindset yeah, yeah, yeah. of like, damn, it would be fucking really cool be to, awesome do to do this. awesome to do this. Yeah, to do this specifically. Because it makes, it makes prep easier. It makes like, I mean, obviously it makes the rejection and stuff harder, but like, it makes the like... Oh, I'm going to sit down and learn this material or like prep this material because I love this material and I want to put on, put something nice. Put my best foot forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Put a piece Mm -hmm. of good work together related to this material. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like, oh shit, I got to learn six sides by like next week. And I don't don't want to. Yeah. And I, and I don't care about this. I hate this stupid play. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, I, I don't find any connection to this character, but like, if I don't get this, I'm going to have to go, like, make coffee for fucking six months, and I'm not going to know what the hell's next, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and make even less money, you know? It's yeah. like, so... Sure, and then it makes the, like, other, the, the supplementary, like, side thing, like, more worthwhile when you know that you're doing it because you're going to be it's the payoff is going to be like it's supporting you being able to do things that you want to do not like just any old thing that comes by right and it's this myth of there being one great gig which i think comes in theater wherever or in entertainment where everybody thinks they're going to have one show one role one gig one person that takes sets things off you know i think it's a myth that gets sold that momentum that like yeah that momentum that it's like you don't want to stop the train because what if this is the one that gets knocked out the park and then and then everybody wants to hire me from here on out uh-huh you know which uh-huh. i think is a great a myth we all sell ourselves because oh, sure. you know because it does I've happen to plenty people. of people yeah it does happen it to does. people but and also it, it it's the romantic story too. of like how things happen exactly for people. and right. so that's very easy to like want but that can fizzle out really fast no doubt and also there's plenty of people that it's like you know, plenty of people that that i love working with and i worked with over and over again that you know, they hire me when they're interested in hiring me for what they're doing. And besides that, they don't. So there's not like this great, like, yeah, there's not like this great, like, oh, suddenly like once you're you get made, in, you're yeah. like, you mm-hmm. are, you are part of it. It's like, no, like this yeah. is still a business. Yeah. We will like, we will operate as a business and we will like make sure that our, our needs are taken care of and mm-hmm. like, right. Yeah. And, and it's as simple as like some days you want to watch one thing on Netflix and other days you want to watch another. Like sometimes casting just rolls like that, like that. It's like, oh, I wanted the, I actually today like kind of wanted more of this flavor, you know, uh-huh. or for this on this day when I read the script, it ended up printing in my mind that it's this way. So it's this way for forever. And mm-hmm. you can't fucking rely on that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we have a lightning round that we end our show with. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Lightning and name. We've been going for an hour and a half. We've been cooking. Have we really? Uh Uh-huh. What time is it? Oh, damn. Yeah, we've been cooking. (laughs) 
Well, first, can you give us a fit check? What are you rocking right now? You're looking <laughs> fresh. I got my I got my hunter rain boots. Okay. Um, they actually recently got a hole right Uh-oh. here. So I just learned that Hunter has a like a lifetime warranty. Whoa! I'll be sending right. them back yes. and getting a new pair of boots. Absolutely. Um, I got my uh, my Dickies. Classic. My blue my 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 blue Dickies. I love a Dickie because I love a I love a high rise. Yeah. I love a mom jean. I love okay. a I love like a let me get over my little pudge. Yeah. Let me put it over that. I listen. Yeah. Same. Um, mom jean going. And and so my dickies do that. I have okay. to roll them up because they are like work pants. Mm-hmm. So the ends of them don't really work. Mm-hmm. Working but, class stolen valor. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm wearing a t-shirt from the very first job I ever had. I worked in a in a in a in an automobile. Uh, Equi- equipment, uh, automobile parts, fat, uh, storage facility. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like Goldfarb and Associates, shout out to Goldfarb and Associates. Goldfarb and Associates. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> um, they deal with, um, pumps, injectors, and turbos. Okay. Oh, so hell yeah. I spent a summer organizing pumps, injectors, and turbos into a factory, not a factory, a warehouse so that they could then sell them to, that's very Car sick. manufacturers. Okay. Um, I have like six of these t-shirts, <laughs> and they are the best t-shirt ever. Um, and then um, an IZOD long sleeve. Hey. Long sleeve polo. Boom, boom. I'll, you always looking slick. That's why I had to today. Girl, you got, them, you got them. You got them. What do we call it again? Your pants? My, oh, they look like Vera Bradley. Your Vera Bradley paisley pants? You made some Vera Bradley style track pants uh-huh. today. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know how we do it. With a nice little racing stripe down the side, it looks it yeah. looks nice. These are mint. I love these. These ones. are these I are nice. These. I love these. Um, he knew I'd like them, so he put them on today. Yeah, I had to. I had to. I had to drop a hot fit for for my guy today. <laughs> um, okay, so we were talking about like um, we're talking about choices on the day. Briefly, is what I was talking about. We, we were talking about mm-hmm. high brain. We were talking about earlier, this brought this into my mind, we were talking about like people having personal preferences on the day. So if someone were to ask you right now what kind of ice cream you were going to get, what would you mm. get and why? Um, I don't think this one changes too much for me. Okay, cool. I think my basis of like ice cream is a vanilla base with like either some like chocolate or peanut butter or like cookie dough in it. So I would probably say chocolate chip cookie dough is my, is my go-to. Okay. It's just like, give me a nice vanilla base with some extra f- fixins in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't handle like a chocolate base or like, I can maybe do like a coffee base. Okay. I like a coffee ice cream. Okay. Okay. If you could get rid of one of the holidays from the year, what would it be and why? And follow up, if you could replace it by doubling up one of the holidays, what would you double it up with? And that's a tricky one because I think that, I think... I'll let that one simmer. <laughs> um, oh, wow. That's a good question. Which holiday would you get rid of? Um, I think I would double April Fool's Day. <laughs> oh, good. Because it doesn't really get its due. It does not get its due. Like, Beyond like a whoopee cushion when you're like seven, it really doesn't. Like, I wish people really went out and like it was okay to like... Prank some people. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, I wish that was, like, like, widely accepted that it was, like, 
we are going to have fun mm-hmm. on this day. So expect some like some hijinks. Yeah. And if it's coming twice a year, you might like be able to pull one over on people even more because they just are like a little more forgetful. And you can prep but that. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. You can right. like, and it should change every year. It shouldn't be April 1st every year because I think people yeah, look out Yeah, if you missed the memo, the memo's going out January 1st. You missed yeah. the memo on what this, the two this April year, exactly. days It goes out on January 1st. <laughs> this year, it's on, it's on May 12th. Because well, now it's all just like... <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> well, now it's all just like brands. On April Fool's has just turned into like brands being like, Cheetos are green now. But like, what, just kidding. But what holiday like, isn't just brands yeah, capitalizing right. on that holiday? But this one, it's like it takes so much out of, of the joy out of it. At least in like Christmas, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, they're going to try to sell you shit or whatever. But like you still got to see... Like the fundamental point of the holiday... Is what? You see people. Okay, so here's here's but my thing saying, with Christmas. I love Christmas. You I think it's gifts. It's I'm I'm Jewish, and my my mom's Jewish. My dad's a Christian. Me being born from my mother, I am fully Jewish. That's how Judaism right, works. Yes. Um, but so I celebrated Christmas all all growing up. We still celebrate Christmas, but because Christmas has slowly made its way out of a religious holiday and into an American holiday. Mm-hmm. It also gets celebrated around the world. But like, no, but it's uniquely American. I mean, we did have America, famously the war on Christmas, and Christmas did win. Like, it's been, not, it's been we like <laughs> it is an American holiday. No, it really is. It, it really, really is. They talk about it in politics. Like, like a huge point of the Republicans is like this fucking weird obsession with Christmas, and like how everybody's trying to take Christmas away, which is goddamn insane. Christmas is unavoidable. <laughs> yeah, Christmas like, is fucking everywhere. <laughs> like, I don't understand how that's even possible to yeah. like. <laughs> But like I so I love Christmas. I love uh-huh. the American holiday of Christmas. Sure, yeah. yeah. Like the capitalist tradition. Hallmark's of Christmas. Christmas. I love Hallmark. <laughs> yeah, I love great. Santa Claus. I and okay. So my girlfriend and I recently got into the conversation that um, she's she she saw some people online talking to them about Santa Claus in the same way as like when they when they like they're t- telling them from early childhood that Santa Claus is not real, mm-hmm. but it's something that we. That we pretend we is real yeah. for the fun of Christmas. Yeah. And then I was like, do I like that? I, I kind of, I'm kind of on the, on the other side where I'm like, I love the fact that we as a, as a world, as a country, have decided that like we are pushing this lie that Santa is real. Yeah, yeah. because we're keeping magic alive. Uh, exactly. And then it's a scene. And, and nobody then it's has a big any club. hard feelings. Once you're in on the joke, you're like, I'm in on the joke. Except, Except it's though, actually tight. that people it's actually do tight. have hard feelings. Yeah, because people feel lied. They People have this, this. weird trauma response. To, this is a new thing that people what? have made up because they've been online for too long. Thank you. Yeah, no. This is, <laughs> Thank a, new, you. This is a new thing because other people are getting attention. And so now people like... No, this is, you know this, like, this kind of thing where people <laughs> make up some new thing that they're like... We are not talking about how our parents lying to us about Santa like caused us early childhood trauma. Like that, that people, people been making shit up like this all the time. <laughs> yeah, anyway, sure. But this was a new thing this year that people were saying like it is fucked up because it creates this fundamental mistrust that your parents are lying I to you. See, yeah, yeah, where your parents are lying to you. Whereas I see it as like my parents respect and love my childlike innocence so much uh-huh. that they are going to do everything in their power to foster it. Yeah. Like, I saw a guy online this year who Christmas Eve every year for the last like six years, he takes fake snow. Oh, I saw this too. This and blocked. he fucking boots his track. Oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah. From, yeah, yeah. And I was uh-huh. like, 
Yeah. This is why we can't get rid of it. It's like love. It's love. The fact that yeah. this, that children wake up on Christmas morning and have this belief that somebody went around to, ev- I also think that. Well, the idea that- also that your parents are never magical. Like, that's what else is so beautiful about it. It's like, to your parents, to you when you're younger, you tell me how to live. Like, I, I just need, you're not like, you just know everything. You're not like, um, you're not like, you're not mythological. You're not a superhero. When you realize that they're eating those mm. cookies, that they're making those things come true, you're like, you fucking are. Yeah. Like, yeah. really you are. Yeah, you yeah. really you are. And like, it's like, I also have a new thought on, on, on Santa Claus as a whole. Okay. I think that the... I think that the assumption of Santa Claus should be because I do think that like it's weird when like people when children start to realize that like that they like find like a gift before Christmas. Yeah, that's happened to me. And they're like, wait a second. Like what? I think that the belief of Santa Claus should be that Santa Claus has a lot of children in the world. Yeah, He can't do it all in one night. That's a lie. And not even all in one night. Santa Claus should only give every child one gift. That is actually true. I, mm. I buy that. Like, Santa should not provide your Christmas. Uh-huh. That, is, uh-huh. that is a lot to well, put on one person. People, it yeah. sets kids up also to get fucking, like, sad. I sad think, because... They also think they have a moral yeah, problem, that, right? Because, that's true. Because Santa is connected to morality as a kid, where it's like, you have to be good. He's watching. Don't be naughty. If you went to school and just so happens that the kid next to you, as parents, have two times the amount of income yours do... Mm-hmm. And you have, and this kid is a fucking asshole who has tortured you, bullied you, whatever. And he comes in with like a new iPhone, a new iPad, whatever. And you got like a bike, you know, a bike, or or even like a fierce ass bike, or even mm-hmm. like even in public schools, it could be as crazy as like you know, you you got socks and a book, yeah, and the, and you've been the best kid ever, and you get home and you cook like the dinner for your family and all this shit, and it creates this weird, yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Moral thing and it also like reinforces i mean it obviously because it's a capitalist idea it reinforces like poverty as a moral failing and like all this other oh stuff oh my gosh but, yeah but that's very interesting the one gift from yeah santa, santa should only be expected that's a good idea. to get everybody one gift mm-hmm. he's traveling around the world yeah. all in one night uh-huh like he can't provide you with all of your gifts right if your parents are then a part of it yes santa gets you a gift uh-huh and if your parents want to get you something else some more things that is Christmas is a is an opportunity for them to give you a gift if they'd like to. Mm-hmm. But S- Santa is giving you one gift. I like that. That's one, very beautiful. One gift only, and everyone gets one gift. Mm-hmm. That, exactly, because like if you if I expected Santa to get all the gifts and I came in with a gift, and Joe Schmo down the street got like thirty seven. Yeah. Last year I had like <laughs> last year Santa Claus <laughs> gave me so many gifts I haven't finished everything. <laughs> like, like exactly like that's just like. That messes with you, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. and especially because you're taught that Santa Claus rewards you if you're good. If you're good. So you're sitting here thinking, damn, he must be really good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so that's my, those are my changes on Christmas. Okay. I don't want to be a, a religious holiday. Okay. okay. It's not anymore, so that's okay. We yeah. did it. Jesus no so, longer success. was born. <laughs> Which also, he wasn't, right? Was uh, that? Uh, not, not on Christmas. On December on de- yeah, isn't that the whole thing? Is yeah. like he was actually born on what, like in like June, June, like the solstice. Yeah, the like solstices, fucking, yeah. allegedly. Um, but I love I love Christmas, so I wouldn't get. Oh my god, this all goes back to what holiday would I get rid of? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Holy shit! Lightning and name on Light- <laughs> Um, I'd probably get rid. I would just do the change on Thanksgiving. I do the change that oh. we've been asking for for oh. years. Mm. To like, mm-hmm. to like, ha- have a holiday where we are grateful for all we have and all that has happened. Mm-hmm. But it's, 
I do not want any of that tied to this fake story about how we no. came to No America. more turkey. Yeah. No, and turkey sucks. That's, I mean, to the, let's just say okay. it out there. We don't Hold eat. Hold on. Okay, when else Who do you cook a roast ever? turkey? Yeah, when else do you eat a roasted turkey? Yeah, but I, I do like it. That's okay. we have it. But I'm, to me, it's like we're signifying what we're grateful for. Let's eat something we never fucking eat okay. that is yeah, kind that, of tastes fair. like nothing and like... <laughs> It, the, I mean, the other stuff, the, the thing is, like, people like the other stuff at Thanksgiving. Stuffing, I feel yeah. like. It, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. the yeah. other hitters. Yeah, you could put a rotisserie chicken with everything else, and I will be fine. I'd be even happier. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right, because at yeah. least that's going to have some yeah. fucking, like, oomph to it. The turkey, <laughs> turkey just kind of, it's a limp bird in many ways. I feel. Like, my mom makes a brisket for, for Passover. Mm. If we had brisket instead of a turkey, mm. it'd be the most incredible holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. All I got to say about how pathetic turkeys are, the only reason you got to know that turkey is a pathetic um, dish is that no other animal Just a dish, asks, not a bird. A dish. The bird, a bird is great. Bird. Fine bird. <laughs> mids, turkey, if you're listening. Mids bird. Yeah, turkey, if you're listening. You're <laughs> Write mid. in and let us know if you were offended. <laughs> turkey ratio plus you fell off. Plus, um, no, but uh, no other, all I'll say is no other animal fucking asks to be pardoned when they get killed every day and eaten out here. Only turkeys ask for a pardon. Okay. <laughs> Every other animal good, accepts their fate. Take. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could pardon one animal, would it be one? Not turkeys. Not all right. So turkeys, all turkeys <laughs> to the slaughter. Turkeys, if you're listening, we just got real fascist towards turkeys. Oh my god. Sean, Ugh. thanks for coming, man. Oh my gosh, this was the most fun. This is this is a banger episode. Yeah, I would say. This was true. Like, yeah, we were thinking of like, who do we start off the new year with? And oh my god, this is the first one of the new year. Yeah, this will be because we're every I other week. Yeah, honored and yeah. flattered and surprised that you put. You're in good company. Erica Claire was our other new year guest. Yes. Last oh my year. gosh. So two. Yeah. And hitters, both yeah. ma- expansive. Um, this is probably some of the most top in-depth topic jumping we've done oh, on sure. the pod in a long time. I, I, I'm I, very I hyped. Jump. Oh, I do too. I, well, dude, when me and you uh, hang away, it's a lot of jumping. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you guys for having me. Of this course. truly has been the most fun. I was a little stressed. Why? Not, like, stressed, but, like, I, didn't, I don't know. Like, yeah. That's it. Like, oh. I don't, I'm not very good at, like, talking about myself or just talking okay, in general. You did a great job. Yeah, you did. And so, like, I was, like, I was, like, okay, like. What should, what should I be, exp- like, what, yeah, I'm like, no, I had a blast. Oh, good, I'm glad. Truly, like. Well, thank you. And thank it was you. good to see you. And it was good oh, to see you. It's so good to see you guys. <laughs> Welcome back, Meg. Uh, thank you. Welcome back. I, I believe... This episode, like first episode back last year, we were having a debate about the New Year song, which I did not recognize was a New Year song. Old Man Loud sang. sang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, that's the one. Give us a give us a quick a quick little uh, rendition. I don't Just know. How, I don't know how the words go, but I do know it starts like "May old acquaintance be forgot." Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that is like the New Year's song, but couldn't tell you the words to it, and also didn't couldn't tell you the title, and also until last year couldn't have told you that it was a New Year's song. Old loud, old loud. I can't even fucking say it. Old loud <laughs> sang. 
<laughs> Hello, sorry. Oh, Kate has a meeting. Shout out to Kate. Bam, 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 bam. Um, old loud saying. I think it's how it, there is. it is. Old Lanzan, Zine. <laughs> Land's End. Yeah, um, Old Land's End, my favorite <laughs> New Year's. <laughs> um, Did you have a good New Year's? Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. I worked until like almost <laughs> until like 11, 15 that night, but then I got to a small gathering of four people just in time to watch the ball drop and have some champagne and party for a few hours. So it was nice. And yeah, I've had like a nice, easy, like I like to, I don't like to dive into the deep end of the new year. Like I'm not trying to go in like new year, new me, all these things are changing, like tons of renewed energy. I like to like take those first few days, nice and slow, kind of like feel it out, dip my toes in the water. Mm -hmm. And then like, and then yeah, that's so that's where I'm at. Happy uh, and figuring out what my resolutions are still sort of like you have a month. You kind of have a grace period of a month you, that, to test things feel. out, yes. you know, kind of like how's this vibing for me? Can I work this? In? Is this going to be a thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't just like decide on a whim and maybe I should start considering it before January. You know, I think that's a good be, idea. But... <laughs> I usually start to think about it right before Christmas of like, cause Christmas is always such a good marker because to me, the feelings are so distinct around that time. So I can always mark sure. it. Okay. How did I feel last year? Like even like down to little things of like, all right, what am I like gravitated towards doing during this time mm. of year versus last year? Like what clothes am I like wearing that I was wearing last year? You know, like little things, how am I mm, feeling? Yeah. How, um, so I start to kind of think around then. And then like, what are the things from the last year? Cause I get nostalgic around that time. I always start to think like, what are the things from the last year that I loved doing? And like, mm-hmm. what do I want to do more of? And like, what were the periods of time this year where I felt like I was like having a hard time and what were the circumstances around that? And then like, what are, th- are there things that I could do to prevent those circumstances? Are there any, anything that you would like to share that you're like, that of those realizations or like, things that kind of came to mind this year? Sure. Um, I think I talked about it last year, but I've been really trying to post dumber and dumber. Like I I'm just only trying to post about like stuff that I'm like enjoying instead of being like, uh, just like talk. I, I can't talk about like instead of journalism of posting. Yeah, yeah. Journalism posting. I'm just like tired of it, you know, and I'm not helping anybody. And there's yeah. people that are way better at it than me. Mm-hmm. And so that, and also just like annoys me because then like people start coming in my comments and like, yeah, you know, I just don't, I don't want the smoke. I'm not interested. Right. I'm and also it, just not interested in the smoke, you know, like. Yes. And it lets that space like, and time spent there be a playground as opposed to like a battleground, you know? Yeah. So I've been trying to have more fun and like yeah. limit my posting and, and not, I don't have to have a, I don't have to share my thoughts about everything. Yeah. Um, Cause that brought me a lot of uh, distress in the last year. And then just like little things like, um, you know, like when you eat, if you eat out a ton, you don't have a lot of money to throw around, <laughs> Yeah, you know, or like if stuff mm-hmm. become resources become scarce or like, you know, mm-hmm. even little things like I need to, for my own mental health, work out every day and have a to-do list and fucking follow it every day. Like those are things for my own well-being 
that like they make me feel better. And like the workout thing, you can, mm-hmm. I can like take two days off or whatever if I need to because I'm sure. super busy. But like if I'm not going at least four or five times a week, like my mental health takes a hit, you know, like I just mm-hmm. feel more mm-hmm. anxious. Things feel harder to do. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then bringing back this, which I used for a good portion of last year, but fell off, which is my little to-do list book, which I keep every yes. day. Yep. I have to make a list every day too. And I'm pretty religious to it. And if, and if something doesn't get mm. done, it gets circled and it goes on the next day. And I mm-hmm. can't do the big scratch out of the day, which is, makes me feel very rewarded once I get through everything. Oh, sure. I like yeah. scribble it yeah. all out. So nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. That's what I got. That's what I got on the docket right now. Oh, and also like, I know we talk about this a lot, media, mm. like consumption of media, I have yes. numbers now. I have definite oh, yeah. Yeah, numbers sure. of things I'm going to hit. I'm hoping, yeah, I, I believe if all goes well and I picked conservative, like reachable, attainable numbers and it roughly boils so. down to two movies a week, one album I haven't heard a week and, and movies can be rewatches, but it has to be like over 10 years. Like, like the master I rewatched last night, which I hadn't seen since it was in theaters in 2012. Mm. I didn't remember most of it. So I was like, okay like purposeful movies, like nothing that I, none of my like favorites that I watch like once a year are allowed to be included in this. Okay. Okay. Um, So I, 104 movies, 52 records, and then 12 books, just because I always set a really lofty reading goal. And then I almost, I come under it brutally every year. Mm -hmm. So this year I need one that's like, it's going to be like going to take like effort, but it's going to be very easy to get done. If I yeah. just do it, stick to it. So, right, right, exactly. Yeah, I think those are all good. What about numbers. you? I think you'll be able to do it. Um, as far as just what? a general like, thought, oh, yeah, like goals. Mm, thoughts, okay, so it's interesting. Yes, it's interesting that you brought up the like media content, whatever. So, at the end of the year, I officially like reached my. I have been logging my content from like January to December, day in day out for two years religiously. Um, logging that means any album that I listen to all the way through any movie that I watch concert or show that I go to, um, or even sometimes like art exhibits, I'll put that too. Um, uh, TV shows that I watch podcast episodes that I listen to books that I read, anything, anything consumption wise, it gets logged. I log it on my phone and then I transfer it to a journal. And so um, it's been Amazing. going for two years, for two years strong, which is, and so actually at the end of this year, when I knew I was coming up on that, I was like, this is something that seemed like, and also when I speak it out loud, I'm like, that is ridiculous to be keeping track, to be writing down every podcast episode that you listen to. I listen to 80,000 minutes of podcasts a year. You know what I mean? Like right. it's stupid. Well, the podcast thing is crazy to me because there's so many podcasts I listen to that I would just throw on for a little while, turn mm-hmm. them off, forget about them for fucking three weeks and sure. then come back and finish them. And like, if I were tr- having to keep track of that, I would look like the guy from Memento. I'd be like scribbling on myself and shit. So I don't forget like, Hey, remember you started this. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and listen, there are plenty of episodes I don't finish or whatever that don't get put down, but anyway, so I've been logging all of that. And I was like, okay, if this is something that I have been able to achieve for two years, it was just a matter of building the habit. Like now that I'm in the habit of just, once I listen to those things, I put it in a notes app on my phone 
it's been completely, I don't even think twice about it anymore. And so I don't know why I just like realizing that at the two year mark, like how long I've, it, I've been doing a, that for a lot of yeah. time. And it's been something that it does have some payoff in that I can kind of like direct, redirect my watching or listening or like kind of get, just get an idea of what I've been into. And I think you have a range of influence. On. You have a, you have a, like a, yes. you know, you have a, co- a like conscious, a literal, yeah. Conscious watching. And also you have tangible reference and influence, you know, yeah. you can think like, Oh, I'm looking for things that are like kind of, you know, I don't know. I feel like for someone who like does a lot of directing and big picture creation, like having that is so intangible because like you are like so invaluable, sorry, intangible. It's literally tangible, um, invaluable because like you can go back at any point and be like, all right, I actually, this, this script reminds me of these movies. So I can go back and then you have a reference point of like, Oh, and that was also around the time that like, this was really interesting to me. So I should pull some of that. You know, because mm-hmm. so often, like, I default to, like, the 15 things that I, like, love are as influence, you know, like. Yeah. Um, yes. And because I just forget. Inter- right. Right. And it's interesting to, like, be, yeah, seeing what pops up and when mm-hmm. and, you know, there. Yeah. Anyway. So I figured if I can like, this is a good strategy for me is to be tracking things. And I will, if I can like track it, I can do it. And, um, and so this year I have like a new (laughs) tracking, I I got downloaded this app that's like for different habits or whatever. So I can see the, like, I can see them connecting like day to day, each day that I like continue the streak of the habit, um, and like see, okay, like when do I check it? I mean, I can see stats on like, okay, you know, on Monday mornings, I don't make my bed until much later in the morning. It's not a first thing. Whereas that might be the case, like come later in the week, once I'm in the groove of things, or like, I am not, you know, I can look and see where some like shortcomings are. And these are things that I actually want to be mindful about are like just small habits, um, that will make my day today just better and my like mental health better. And so anyway, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm tracking some other things now. I think that's cool. uh, That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that. Um, and I always write like just some random goals for the year, like two years ago was to solve a Rubik's cube, uh, and, or like, there's like just random ones that I want to do throughout the year. So I've always got my like little assortment. I I'll tell you some of them. If you yeah, want. I was, I was going to say that was my next question. So, um, I do the same thing and I keep them. them in the front of my to-do list on this little piece of paper. Oh, oh, nice. Okay. Uh, some of mine are to finally skydive it's happening. <laughs> it will happen this year. Okay. Um, I want to go on a solo like weekend road trip. Okay. Um, I want to hike old rag that mountain out in Virginia. Have you seen it with like the Epic view? Mm -mm. Okay. That's, that's one of my goals. Very cool. And I want to, um, donate blood regularly. I I just started at the end of December. And so now I'm like going to make sure I do that as often as as possible. So those are some of them. What are some of yours? That's like very, very cool. I need to think about more of those like those because mine are all like things that like 
I mean, these are all just like the list of um, like pro like projects and things that I need to finish or where I need to be on the stuff that I'm working on by the end of the year, mostly. Oh, okay. Okay. Those are like productive goals. These are just like, no, like, those are like fun. I haven't thought about those. Adventure, already, yeah. I like do a lot. I mean, my, I'm like really excited already for the stuff that I have in the books for the first half of the year. Like um, my friend Garrett is coming. Shout out to Garrett for 10 days in March. And we're going to three concerts in that. Mm -hmm. um and then like also planning to like go to the movies and it's like because he and i uh, like have very very similar taste palettes and so Mm -hmm. when we get together it's just like consume 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 you know um yes so gonna be doing that and then uh, i'm going on a cruise in may which i've never been on a cruise before but like Kate's whole family is going for uh, her mom's retirement so that'll be sweet um yeah. I mean, those, those, that's like the first half of the year, you know, alone. Yeah. 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 Um, and so that's really, really exciting. And, and, you know, realistically, I'd like to do one, like one show this year besides world builders, like, which would mm-hmm. be sweet. And that's a huge chunk of time and yes. also requires a lot of effort of like getting into like, you know, getting literally hired requires a lot of effort but Correct is yes. what I mean. Yes. So, yes. Um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, and also of course, like, oh, one of the, one of the ones that I think is like a fun life one is that like John and I want to play one show at least. Oh yeah. Which Uh I think will be Yeah, that is a good life. Yeah. We want to have like, we want to play one, figure out how to do it and do it one time somewhere at least once. So I think it's like a good starting place because that way we won't get too, you know, butthurt if it doesn't happen or or like we won't get too like, which I think it will happen. I'm like almost hundred percent sure. Right. Um, yes. So. Just keep speaking that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, besides that. Oh, yeah. And I also want to go to Belgium and see Lulu. Which oh, it's going to take a lot of like, you know. Effort finessing. planning, finessing, but yeah. I think we're going to hopefully be able to make it happen. That rocks. Yeah. That's what I got on the on the cooker. Speaking of Europe. OK. Speaking of back Europe. to our episode. Sure. Um, we want to just send positive thoughts and energy to Sean because he lost his passport and is supposed to be on a flight to France today, the day this episode drops. So uh, stay tuned to see if he makes it and we'll keep you updated. At that our next is episode. peace and love with peace and love, man. Good luck. Holy yes. shit, man. We got, I got sending all of the angels of light your way, man. <laughs> Dude, you got to make a deity. This is a, here's a weird Catholic thing that people do is they offer Mm. money to fucking um, St. Anthony. Do you know about this? When you lose stuff and you donate it. Yeah. You donate it to some charity. You're like St. Anthony, help me find, if you help me find this. Yeah. It's old school. You got to think old school Catholicism where they were like. We used to have like a little, like a little prayer that we did. St. Anthony, St. Anthony, come around. Something's lost. It can't be found. That's no, we had to, to we went sell us to say school. if we lost something. What you donate money and then your item will be found. Yeah, if you're when your item's found, you donate money and it almost oh. always has come up for me. Okay. All right, Sean. So and I'm not a particularly religious person. <laughs> so you can use that one if you'd like to use some some Catholic uh, Catholic uh, <laughs> Catholic Catholic. I was gonna say Catholicism, but um some catholic magic 
Yes. Yes, exactly. But it's also dark um, magic. So if you don't want to touch it, it's okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's pretty much all for us this week. I think I'm pretty good about that. I, I mispronounced the word three times in a row after trying to start another way. So I think I'm good. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> well, um, you can catch us here in two weeks. Sure can. We'll be back with another episode. In the meantime, you can follow along at Good to See You Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's right. And you can follow me on the internet at Meg Bunn. Hey, double H double A double R double I double S double O double N dot com has all my social links, music, streams, all that jazz. Tickets to my show, which opens in two weeks, three weeks. World Builders Prologue Theater. Check it out. Prologue Theater dot org, I think. Confirmed in the show notes. Confirmed. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your January, and we'll see you soon. Good to see you, Meg. Good to see you.